Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni. And I am Taylor of Terror. Thanks for joining us again. Um, so, how's it going? Oh, not too bad. Uh, one thing I want to get into before we jump into the business, uh, this episode is going to air on April 2nd, which is National Autism Awareness Day. And as you know, uh, I have someone very close to me who is affected by pervasive development disorder, which is a, a form of autism. Um, and, you know, it's it's important for people to realize that autism is not a disease. It's not something that, like, there's not a cure for it. It's not something you can get from uh, immunizations either. Right. Um, and, you know, it's it's like these these kids that have it are... They're smart kids. It's it's not, you know, a, it's not really a learning disability. They, they just learn differently, right? And so, you know, I just I think people, in honor of of Autism Awareness Day, should just go out and make themselves aware of what autism is, and just, you know, kids shouldn't be teased for it, and they're they're still very smart kids. And, uh, you know, you can go to autism-world.com and learn more about it. And I, I just encourage everyone to go out and just make yourself more aware of what it is and see if there's anything you can do to help. Yeah, and it's it's something that it, it's usually caused by some kind of outside force. I mean, not necessarily, like, it's not a, like a genetic thing. It's something that's caused from... I mean, it's caused in utero. Yeah, yeah. So they, I mean, they, as far as I know, they don't really know what causes it. Because it's not like something you can say, you know, well, don't do this or else your kid might become autistic. It's, right. It, I mean, it affects one in 68, I think, children. Mm-hmm. And um, primarily boys, which I don't I don't really know why that is. It's got to just be a genetic thing. but Probably something on the Y chromosome. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's... Something that something so drastic that affects children is just and anything. It, it's just awful. So yeah, and I mean it's it's something like I said. It's no one's looking for money for a cure or anything like that. But it, it is something that's difficult to to handle as a parent. Yeah. So you know there are resources for people and. I, like I said, it's like I said, autism-world.com. You can go and you can find those resources if you want to help. For sure. So, with that seriousness out of the way, <laughs> uh, we have a special guest on the show again. Yes, we do. Uh, you probably know him from the internet. He's, <laughs> he's pretty much in every corner of it. Uh, he's been on web shows such as Screen Tear. Uh, he has had podcasts. He's got a new one called Video Game Break. He also does music. He was in a band called Paladin. And, and a band uh, called Destruction, Destruction of Modern, of Modern Man. Man with a very sexy bass player. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Carlos Rodella. Hey, Ooh. thank you for having me. I'm ready to talk horror. <laughs> Good, because that's what we do. Yes. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. We really hey, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so, aside from what Taylor already mentioned, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Oh, geez, really? <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Why don't you just tell us what you're up to now? Yeah, that's better. We only um, have a couple hours. So. I know. Now, right now, like he said, I'm doing the video game break uh, web show, and then we're doing a podcast we just started. 
Video Game Break podcast. It's also called the Hyper Turbo Supercast because it has these different stages of the podcast, Hyper Stage Turbo, whatever. It's nerdy. <laughs> it's pretty nerdy. And then we're doing a, a late night talk show thing called Whizbang. We filmed a pilot, uh, like I was telling you guys earlier, here in Seattle. And we're just shopping around to the local channels and seeing if we can get it picked up. And then I do other things on the internet. Just Google Carlos Rodella. You'll figure it out. Oh, you have a website, right? Carlos Rodella. Yeah, myname.com. There you go. That'll be the easiest. Um, so you say you're shopping around to the, the local network channels, obviously. Yeah, like NBC, ABC. Uh, um, and then we're even doing like uh, Joe TV, I think. Oh, okay. Which is kind of a Fox affiliate, I think. They show like Simpsons all the time. I don't know. Yeah. And then there's a Northwest like news channel that I saw, but almost all those channels have like paid programming at some point. So I'm like, we can get in there. Yeah, <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? Like, um, but then not to have to pay. And the fact is they, how it works, by the way, if you didn't know, and I didn't know is that, you know, you have to pay for those slots mm-hmm. or the station can just dig your stuff and then they give you the slot. Sure. But then there's still things that go along with that. Like you've got to do advertisements and things like right. that. So, so that's what we're doing. And yeah, it's a, it's like a Jimmy Fallon like, like show. With yeah, I saw the trailer. And, it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. So we're just hoping that we get to do it again. Um, do you have any like actual like serious prospects? I mean, oh yeah, we're, we, I have a, a woman who's working with us kind of being the arms and ears and reaching out to all these people. So she's been talking with all of them. Uh, two are semi on the, on the line. Mm-hmm. And then one is, Really, uh, something happened today. I get an email. I haven't read it yet, but no. I think I think that might something might happen from it. I don't know. I'm hopeful. Right on. Cool. Yeah, we'll see. If not, it was really fun to do. I mean, it was an <laughs> awesome show. Everybody came out, and it was just a great time. So, and that that trailer is on your website, right? Yeah, you can just go to actually go to whizbangtv.com. Oh, and there's okay. like pictures from the venue and the show, and yeah, whizbangtv.com. Cool. Anyways, let's stop with all that. <laughs> I want to talk about scary things. All right. Oh wait, but I'm gonna I'm gonna preface that this podcast I'm gonna be the ornery one. Uh, is that how you say it? ornery? The disgruntled ornery ornery. <laughs> oh yes, I said more like give me honor. <laughs> I'm the ornery one um, because I like a very specific kind of horror. But um, you'll hear I'm gonna be the asshole. And for once, we have someone on the podcast older than me. <laughs> <laughs> and by a lot, by a lot, right? How old are you? Thirty. Thirty. I am. I'm. Old. I'm really old. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's go to the next subject. All right. Talk about that anymore. On to some business. All right. So, uh, Tony, what's the first order of horror business? Well, the first story we're going to talk about is Holliston uh, related. So, to start out with, um, this is semi-related and really depressing to talk about, but uh, early Sunday night, or, oh God, what was Sunday? Today's the 29th. 22nd. 23rd. 23rd, yeah. So, late on the 23rd, March 23rd, uh, we lost Dave Brocky, a.k.a. Odors Arungus, the singer of Guar. Um, if you guys hadn't heard about this already, it's pretty much all over the internet. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, it was real sad. And I mean, like, I'm especially bummed out about it because I, I never got to see Guar. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I did. You did? Oh yeah. yeah. And it, and we'll, we can talk about it if you want, but it was amazing. You go for it. It was in upstate New York, and it was a little bar called Lost Horizon. They had that. It was a bar that had that pole in the middle. You know those shitty bars. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, I can't even see. But it was fuck. It was during like one of those elections. So yeah, we came out with like fake Ross Perot and fake George Bush. <laughs> nice. Just cut their heads off. Nice. I mean, I had like fake cum, fake blood, <laughs> and beer on me. And I kept that shirt like in college after. I remember yeah. putting that shirt up, and it was incredible. I mean, I don't even know how they lived past that show. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, he. They obviously it's sad, but it's obviously they. You know they. <laughs> touched a lot of people in yeah. maybe inappropriately but yeah it was <laughs> awesome I mean the, one of the standout moments of like a live show for sure holy crap and they the craziest thing they sang with all that stuff on yeah, yeah. that's and like play guitar we, we play music yeah it's hard to do like normal <laughs> yeah um, yeah I was always impressed by them and you know just as I've mentioned countless times that what a like a special effects and makeup guy and you know costumer and stuff that I am uh that I was just always just thoroughly impressed by the costumes of of, of Guar and I just thought it was just their whole getup was awesome mm-hmm. um and odorous he was just such a figurehead and such just such a big personality that it, it, it's a huge loss. You don't think those people can die, you know what I mean? Like, you see people that have that larger-than-life feeling, and you're like, yeah. well, that person's never going to go away, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, he was 50 years old, and I think I actually put it out on the, on. I think it was Reddit or something. I, I said, what, like, I don't think he was a, a drinker. You mean, not not a, not heavy one, maybe qualify as an alcoholic. Uh, I don't think he was into drugs. I don't I, think. I think he smoked pot. And that, that was it. Yeah, like, um, um, I don't know if you saw Adam Green posted on his blog this morning a, a like big long message. I, I didn't see that. No. Um, he he said you know that he, in the whole time that he knew Dave, he never talked about doing any kind of hard drugs. He never saw him do any kind of hard drugs. Mm-hmm. He, he he said he didn't live the rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah, which you would think he did. Yeah, he, he definitely looked yeah. it. Like even. Without his makeup, he looked like he, you know, yeah. a, a rocker. You know, um, I'll tell you someone who did live that lifestyle. Who I met, uh, Lemmy from Motorhead. Oh, <laughs> I met him once with uh, doing like some tech event, uh, CES, and I was like, "This guy is." Yeah, like, that doesn't shock me at all. No, he, <laughs> but I mean, like he like there's like layers on him, you know, just like <laughs> eras. <laughs> like, like, like he's experienced tree. life and drugs and everything. I was just like, whoa, and he was he was kind of senile. Like, they're still doing music, but he's like, I'm like, he's an old man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, Dave, like like I said, I put it on the internet. It's like, he he wasn't a drinker. He wasn't into drugs. What kills a 50-year-old man? He was found sitting up in a chair. That'll do it. (laughs) That'll do it. I mean, the only thing I can figure, and I think somebody actually suggested it on on the Reddit post, um, it's just maybe like, just heart failure. Yeah. But not to get too depressing, but I just was listening to a podcast where they were like, "Yeah, you know, don't eat the fish because they have cancer in them, or whatever, because of Fukushima." Wait, wait, when don't eat uh, pork because it has you know carcinogens, blah, blah blah. Wait, wait, don't be a vegetarian either because yeah. you can get cancer from that. So like, yeah, well, I just pretty much like, don't breathe the air. Yeah, exactly. Just like, do. Sometimes it's just that. It's right, lock of the draw or whatever. 
I mean, it's still depressing and sad. Yeah. I want that band to keep going, but, um, but yeah, I just don't know if we can ever know, right? Yeah, I mean, there's supposed to be an autopsy or whatever, I think in like six weeks or something, but... It's a long long time to keep a body on ice. I think that's what I read, it was six weeks. Oh, wow. Or at least we wouldn't know the results for six weeks. All right. That's probably... They probably did the autopsy already and just have to... That makes more sense. ...run the tests. <laughs> um, yeah, as far as as far as far Dave goes and, and, and Guar... Um, I don't, as far as I know, and you know, as of I think it was Monday or Tuesday, <clears throat> Guar hadn't made a, an official statement as far as the future of the band. Um, this was not the first member that they lost. You know, that, that had died. Uh, they lost Corey Smoot or Vladimir Maximus. Um, uh, it was about three years ago, I think. And two, yeah, what? I think it was two. Oh, okay, several years ago. Yeah, um, and Dave was actually the only original member left in the band. I I don't see how they could go on without him. No, because I mean he was the the figurehead. He yeah. was the the face of the band, the voice of the band. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, we're just uh, just real bummed out about this. <laughs> yeah, twenty fourteen has not been kind so far. It really hasn't. I mean, we've lost. Uh, Odorous, we lost Harold Ramis. We oh, lost, uh, that's going to come up later. James Rebhorn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so beyond that, uh, as I'm sure a lot of you probably knew, Dave was actually a co star on Holliston, uh, which has been on kind of an extended hiatus um, as far as uh, season three goes. Um, and it was kind of self imposed. To a certain degree, I mean, uh, Adam Green and Joe Lynch, they both had kind of their own projects going on, mm-hmm. you know, sep- uh, uh, you know, Adam's working on digging up the marrow, Joe's working on Everly. Green also just recently signed on to something new, but he can't talk about yet. Right, right. Um, so, uh, but as far as the show itself, it's, n- it's sounding like... According to Adam himself, uh, as he said on the, uh, the Movie Crypt podcast, it sounds like Holliston is no longer going to be on FearNet. Yeah, FearNet is owned by Sony, and uh, Sony made massive budgetary cuts, and it sounds like Holliston was uh, a victim of those. Yeah. For those who don't know, FearNet is what again? FearNet? It's a cable channel. Which is a cable channel, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's just all horror programming. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I mean, it, they mostly play like old movies. Holliston was their their first original program. Oh, original program. Yeah. Okay. Um. And yeah, Adam he he talked about on the podcast how they had actually located a financier to help um, produce the third season because apparently the third season is um it, it's fully planned out and there are actually two full episodes written already for the third season. Um, but this financier, as soon as they did all this and went to him and said, okay, can we have money to start shooting, you know, you know, start production, he backed out and so they didn't have the money anymore. It sounded like, um, basically he, I'm saying he, but maybe like his company had backed a project that just the, the bottom fell out and, uh, so they suddenly didn't have money anymore. Um, there was another story he told about uh, a station that wanted it, 
but they were like, we have to recast. Right. And he was like, who? And they're like, we don't know, but somebody. Yeah. Because they had to put their stamp on it. Yeah. Mm. And so he was like, you know what? Fuck that. Yeah. Uh, both Green and Lynch's um, opinions of network TV are they're, they, they don't hide them. <laughs> yeah. To stay true to my uh, talk about being the ornery one, mm. um, my only problem with that show is why the laugh track? That's the only thing that took me out of the experience is I like the premise and I like the idea of these guys going to do the show and then, you know, doing their regular life. But the laugh track really bothered me. Well, it's intended it? to be a sitcom. Right, right. I know. But I just feel like the, the, the specific laugh track they used, it's almost like... I get it. It happens in dads and all the shows, you know, on TV or whatever. A lot of them. Yeah. But I just felt, did you guys? It didn't. Infa- it didn't feel weird to you. Well, I was thought. It was, I thought it thought it was kind of cheeseball because it was obviously a laugh track. Yeah, yeah. But they actually do have a studio audience in there um, when they, they should record. Just mic them. Well, they, it's not like a like a studio audience. Right, right. It's, it's like they're like a very small select the crew, crew people. But I've yeah. I've seen that work though. You know what I mean? A lot, especially in the web show world, like you have a small group of like twenty people film people, people watching your friends, and they'll laugh at stuff that's funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. If for some reason they ever heard this podcast, <laughs> which they might, um, I would just love for it to be more real laughs because I think some of the shit is funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love the concept. So I just, I kept hearing that and I'm going like, oh, no, <laughs> I know when to laugh. <laughs> that thing that I just saw was funny, but wait, now they did their thing. Yeah, and like apparently the like I've heard the only reason they actually have the studio audience in there at all is just so they know when to pick up on the laugh cues. Mm. Like so when you know when the laughter comes down, that's when they know they can pick up on their next line. Oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, but yeah, then they they just pipe in the, the oh, laugh track. They should just mic that. I'm telling you. Well, I'm sure they do, but I'm sure they just fill they it just out with the laugh out, track. Yeah. yeah. But. Anyways, that's just a little old man, right? <laughs> I think it shows cool. It's an interesting idea. I like it. Yeah, we're. I mean, Taylor and I are both big fans of it. Um, so, um, as as far as I know, uh, it's the show is being shopped around to different to different uh, buyers. Um, who knows where it's going to end up? I would love to see it as like a web series. Yeah. But I mean, they would still need someone to pay for sets, and yeah, you still need money. Effects, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, and it'd be more accessible to more people. Yeah, because like you know, you and I, we don't have cable, so it's like we we can't like, watch it could be like a Hulu exclusive or something. That'd yeah. be that'd be great. Yeah. yeah, Netflix, Hulu, all those guys are getting original programming. Yeah, you know, I, so. I th- even like Amazon. I yeah. think oh, uh, Amazon. Yeah, I, I think I I think uh, Adam actually mentioned that like like doing Hulu or Netflix or something. Um, so. I don't know. We'll see. I'm really anxious for it to come back, uh, even though I haven't seen season two yet. But um, on that blog post that I was talking about earlier, they, Adam talked about how people have asked him what's what's the plan for Odorous's character. Uh-huh. Like, are they going to recast him? Or and Adam was like, "That's the farthest thing from my mind right now." I'll bet. Yeah. I. I. I yeah. He, he probably just simply doesn't want to talk about it right now. Yeah. I mean, he's he's still processing. Yeah, they were. I mean, he and 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 Dave were. They were actual friends. I mean, they weren't just castmates. They yeah. were actually friends. So, uh, yeah, it's just it's just one big bummer. Um, really sad. So, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, Holliston can can come back and uh, 
you know, maybe we can all all grieve together. Yeah, for sure. Through an episode or something. We'll watch it together and make some popcorn and hold just hands. hold each other. <laughs> we won't do that, by the way. No. Uh, all right, let's move on. Previously, we talked about, um, going back to Harold Ramis passing, we talked about uh, Ghostbusters 3 and how the studio still wants to push ahead with it, and we discussed how Ivan Reitman was the only one still involved. Well, now he's not. Uh, <laughs> Ivan Reitman has stepped down as director. He's still... And who saw in... that coming? What's that? And who saw that coming? We did. <laughs> um, he's still staying on as a producer. Uh... Because he wants his delicious money. Of course. Um, I believe Dan Aykroyd is still on the project. I think he's the only one that is. Yeah. Um, Bill Murray leaving makes me leave. Okay. I'm, Bill Murray's I mean, out, right? Bill Murray, gonna... Bill Murray hasn't wanted to do it since the beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah, he never really officially never, signed okay. on. But oh, and plus, he's like a like someone mentioned in a podcast. He's like a specter. He just just shows up somewhere. <laughs> he's like, he had said that the only way he would do it is if he was a ghost. There you go. He already is one. He's a weird, I mean, he's genius and I love him, but, um, yeah, there's not anybody from the original thing then what makes it Ghostbusters. Just the brand, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. I mean, as far as we know, like, there, there were talks of, uh, Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. Oh, jeez. Being the new Ghostbusters. And why not just put in, uh, why not just make it Michael Sarah as the third one there? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Round out the cast. You know? It's yeah. super, super Ghostbuster bad. <laughs> But we had the only real positive from the movie I saw was that um, Gene Stupinski and uh, the, the other, other guy, guy, the writers from The Office, mm. were writing the movie. So that that could have been a positive. But then they can go very modern with it because of The Office. I feel like so. I don't know. Yeah. I just and here's the thing: when we talk about Ghostbusters, when we talk about this kind of stuff. It's also attached to childhood memory, right? Yeah, yeah. How do you reproduce what we experienced when we were kids? I mean, I don't think a lot of young people today have seen that movie. Or if they have, it's on Netflix and it's like sarcastically or yeah, like, you know, yeah. like ironically, like, oh, that's that movie with the Marshall. Oh, Ghostbusters. Mm. Kind of yeah. like, kind of like their love of Bill Murray. What was that? Kind of like their love of Bill Murray. Oh, yeah. It's like, you don't fucking know who Bill no, Murray you is. Know, you don't know Stripes, motherfucker. Yeah. You don't know Bill Murray <laughs> like we do. Although, yeah, do you guys know Stripes? Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but no. But I'm serious. I could say that, and people are like, "What are you talking about?" So, yeah. yeah but I think that. Um, so I think there's that kind of thing that we attach to those kind of movies and horror movies too, where you go, "Well, this meant a lot to me because of that moment." Halloween, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. You know. Yeah. Uh, the Shining, in my opinion, uh, one of the best movies ever. Yeah. So I don't know. You can't do that again. You can't recreate that. No, and something like, it's exactly like you said, just something that people hold so near and dear. You, you can't replicate it. It's kind of like, I mean, now, I mean, just uh, was it yesterday or the day before they released a trailer for uh, the Ninja Turtles movie? Oh, I didn't see it. It fucking looks so goddamn stupid. Yeah. Oh my god. And to think that came from such a really good property. Remember back in the day, 
there was a there was a role playing game for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by Palladium. I am the nerd of this show, <laughs> and uh, it was it started as a comic book and graphic novel, yeah, and then uh, this role playing game. And I thought we thought of it as a dark, gritty Frank Miller. I don't think Frank Miller ever did it, but it felt like that, you know, really dark and like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles dark. And then there was a cartoon, and I got into that. That was more campy, yeah. But the movies never have. Been able to capture that, you know. Yeah. Really? Instead of going that way, I, I wish they would go the dark route. That'd be fun to see them do a, a reboot where they're all kind of, you know, ninjas, like real ninjas. Well, it's it kind of looks like that's almost what they're trying to capture in this one. Oh, is it? Yeah, but Maybe I mean, love it then. <laughs> well, like, did, did you see the post that from Amityville now? No, I retweeted it last night. But they wrote on their blog this article about how much of a fucking dickhead Michael Bay is and it's amazing and I love it awesome wait it's, it's Michael Bay's doing it yeah oh, well he's he's a producer I just still don't want to see it now yeah, yeah. but it's he's like he's not the director but it still looks like a Michael, a Michael Bay, Bay yeah. yeah he's got a over the top yeah 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 um, well anyways yeah you can't reboot certain things no and like I mean I I loved the well I loved the original Two movies, like I wasn't a big fan of the third one. Yeah, it fell off. Um, was in time. What was it? Or, that was the three was the time travel one, right? Yeah, yeah. Was it, it called was, Turtles in Time? That was the video game. That was the video game. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it had a subtitle. in our head. I don't think it had a subtitle. I think it was just, just Turtle, okay. Turtles Three. Um, but yeah, the the, the the original and Secret of the Ooze. I love those movies. I thought they did an excellent job. I mean, just. With with the creation of the turtles alone, and um, the the, the storyline I thought was awesome, but it's like the way the turtles look now. I mean, they're all CGI. Yeah, see, that's bad. Yeah, like I actually saw pictures from when they're in production. Uh, they Did actually you get the picture I emailed you. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah I was getting to that. I had actually seen that already, but um, like I saw pictures from production and it's these the actual actors like the voice actors walking around in jumpsuits with like big uh, shells on um, and then just dots all over them yeah like yeah, yeah motion capture suits um, and the turtles like you finally got a good look at them in this trailer they look like Shrek and somebody actually, Ew. somebody actually made a point to put like Shrek's little, little Shrek ears, <laughs> the donkey in the background, it's yeah. the internet. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the first thing they did. Yeah, actually, the, the first picture I had seen of them, I related it to a, a Goomba from um, oh, Mario Brothers, Mario Brothers yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, so, oh yeah, the not real Goomba, the Super right, Mario yeah. Brothers movie version. Yeah. Of yeah. Goomba. So I mean, you haven't seen it, but now you have kind of an idea what we're yeah, working yeah, with here. Yeah. yeah. There's one point where like the turtle like. Uh, I think it may have been Michelangelo. He like they're, they're they're going down a snowy mountain for some reason, mm-hmm. and like one of them kind of uh, slingshots him into. That looks like Donatello has like his his staff, and he like uses the staff to kind of slingshot the other one forward, something like that. Yeah, and he like slingshots, and he goes shell first into what looks like a military Humvee, which is you know reinforced armored steel mm-hmm. but it just demolishes this fucking thing so apparently turtle shells can just demolish armored steel they have new special powers now yeah, yeah. it's fucking they were originally supposed sense. to be aliens yeah yeah but that, that I've Perfect. heard that that got taken out great just yeah. throw anything else in there <laughs> Jonah Hill <laughs> <laughs> originally he's so hot right now yeah he's gotta be in it 
No, Emma Stone would have been a better April O'Neil, though. <laughs> oh. At least she's a redhead. That's true, though. Yeah. Well, she's actually a blonde, but... Oh, interesting. But That's a whole separate... Everyone knows her as a redhead. Sure. Except for as Gwen Stacy. We are so far off. I know, we're off. <laughs> we really are. I'm going to go one more thing. Before we fully go off, I, I want to clarify and say that I did enjoy the movies, too, as a kid. And I enjoyed the cartoons and that style of them. Yeah. I, just, I started with it as the darker style. Mm-hmm. And if they're trying to do that well, now... the comic books were. The comic like books are. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't mind a movie like that, but it can't have CG. That's my point. So, yeah. like... I would still like a darker Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie and enjoy that for what it is because it would, it's how I remember them in the very beginning. But it would have to be live action and real and, sure. and probably like a, like a Sin City or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, like black and white and really cool. So that's what I would want. Yeah. But I did enjoy those movies like when I was a kid, of course, because they were mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Uh, and this one, it's just, it's got Michael this Bay all Michael over Bay, it. Michael Bay, CG. It's, like he just took a shit and like he, like he ate like the original movies, like he ate them. Yeah. And he, he ate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles turtle cer- cereal. Yeah. And then just shit it <laughs> out. And just shit it out. Shat green. And then explosions. Green and it's like that scene I was talking about, you know, that Michael Bay thing where it's really slow motion. And all of a sudden, it picks up in real time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and the like the whirring noises. And yeah, fuck. that was that was it's the like, shit. As, as soon as I watch it, and it's like from producer Michael Bay, and I'm like, boo! <laughs> I'm sitting alone in my living room. I know, I know. <laughs> to make that more effective, we should go to like movies and just go to the trailer part and sit in, and then just boo that just part. And then walk like, out. Yeah. <laughs> What, were they here for the movie? No, just to boo that. <laughs> They're that pissed about Michael yeah. Bay. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome to do. <laughs> um, uh, getting back to Ghostbusters. Yes. Uh, where do we even leave so off? Yeah, it, the, the plan is for it to be like a passing of the torch kind of thing. But now it's just going to be Dan Aykroyd being like, yeah, you're on it now because I'm the only one left. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is dead. Um, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's supposed to start production early next year. I hope it doesn't. I hope it just goes away because it's it's been in development hell for so long that it needs to just stay there. You think it do? They could do a web series, maybe. Stop it! Don't okay. encourage them. Sorry. Yeah, no. no. Just trying to think of anything else besides that movie. <laughs> uh, nothing. Nothing. Okay. Well, and what they do now is they do video games. You know, so like just do another video, do another video game. And the like the let it be game there. like that they had with the that actual character or the actual actors doing the voices and yeah. stuff was was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, because a lot of, obviously, nowadays, games are movies at times with the production and the budget and stuff. Sure. So just take all those ideas they might have, in quotes, for this movie and just make it a video game. Let's do that. Let's tell them that. Minus Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. They can probably still do the video game. <laughs> have you seen games? They're like... But do we want them in it? No, no, we don't want them. In okay. It. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. Is that all we got on that? I think so. Yeah. Oh, did you mention that it's... Seems like it's becoming more of a more of a reboot rather than a sequel. Uh, <laughs> is it going to be a pre-make? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just the way uh, things are going, that kind of seems a retool, a, a requel, a requel. <laughs> retool, saying the word tool means sequel. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right. So we've uh, talked to you before about um, the fourth season of American Horror Story, um, which 
we we talked about how like being kind of um like a circus or like a freak show theme mm-hmm. and that's actually been since confirmed and uh the title is going to be American Horror Story Freak Show. Um sounds like uh so far what we know is that it's going to take place in the, in Florida and in the 1950s. And I actually heard a rumor that it was going to have like two different time sequences. Yeah, that was a rumor, but Ryan Murphy, the creator, when he, when he discussed that it was going to take place in the 50s, he didn't mention anything about that. Right. So I don't know if that's that was just a rumor or if that's something that's under wraps. Yeah. He, he didn't mention it at all. Yeah. Like a flash forward kind of thing? or Possibly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they kind of did something similar in um, Asylum. Yeah. With uh, that's true. Mr. Maroon 5 and his old lady. Oh, right. I forgot about him. <laughs> Maroon uh, 5 was in one of the American Horror Stories. I only watched the, singer, the first series. Adam Levine was, was, was in he? season two. Yeah. I could never take him seriously. <laughs> well, he was, he was in it pretty minimally. Oh, good. He got uh, killed, like, second episode, I think. I watched some of Asylum, and I watched the first the first season. The first season is still the best of it's my opinion. Yeah, it was Asylum was shit. It was pretty... Yeah, that's probably why I stopped watching it. And then, real quick, I went to that third one with the witches, right? Coven. Coven yeah. And, um, Coven. And I just... Again, I'm not the gross guy, and I, I have very specific niches that I like when it comes to that. And for some reason, that first episode really made me feel awful with the whole head on the body thing. Yeah. And that just... Because I don't like anything to do with torture. I know there's like a lot of people who listen to this podcast who like Rob Zombie and all the, you know... Hostile. And hostile yeah. stuff. Yeah. I'm just not that guy. But so if it gets too close to that, I'm out. Yeah. I just I just shut off. I just can't. Yeah, I can't find excitement or funny out of it or fun out of it. Yeah, Not like it's supposed to be funny. But I like the weird shit. So that's why the first episode, first season, I was like in. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was dark, but it was weird. It was kind of sexy and shit. You know. Sure. So the second one was too crazy. Like, oh, nothing's really going on. It's just all madness. And then the third one, I wanted to, but then I just, you know, the hor- was it horse head or something? Ugh. Oh, the, uh... They're like, let's torture this guy and put that head on him. The, the buffalo head. Buffalo head, head or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it got better. Did you guys really enjoy season three? I, I didn't. I liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, something I had actually seen... I think it was an article somebody had written or, or something to that effect where somebody had mentioned um, something that I didn't even... didn't even occur to me, but it started out with the season being so empowering to women... But then, um, how later on, like, um, was it, uh, oh, the Farmer Go Girl, Vera? Uh, it starts with a T. Tessa? Yeah, something like that. Something. Vera Farmer Go's little sister. Right. Oh, Vera's the older one, right. Um, the mom from Bates Motel. Yeah. And, uh, Emma Roberts. How they start fighting over this boy, who they reincarnated together, <laughs> um, of course. But yeah, so it's just it, it develops into something like that, where these women aren't really in control because now they're fighting with each other over a, a guy. boy. Interesting. And um, how? Well, I, I don't want to spoil or things, but like, kind of just how, even though it started out so empowering to women. And then being so strong and, and independent that it kind of it kind of drops mm. over the, over the progression of the season to where they become a lot more not necessarily subservient but dependent, I guess. Yeah, 
So, do they have a different writers for all the different seasons? Is there is the same? I think it's the same. Yeah, same group of writers. Yeah, yeah. As, as far as Murphy I know. said, he, they, they wanted Coven to be very modern and very, in, in his words, glamorous. Yeah, and that Freak Show is going to be the complete opposite of that. Sure. Well, how could you expect anything anything more from a um, <laughs> a story about a freak show? Yeah, <laughs> right. That um, intrigues me, by the way. I'm I'm might be might get back on board with that kind of a concept. Yeah, it sounds very interesting. Um, sounds like uh, Jessica Lang, who you know, as we know, this she claims this is going to be her final season. We'll see if that sticks. Um, she is going to play a, a German expatriate who is managing one of the last freak shows in the U.S. And I assume things will go from there. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Kathy Bates, Sarah Paulson, Evan Peters, Angela Bassett, Dennis O'Hare, Emma Roberts, Francis Conroy, all set to come back. Uh, I know at least four of those are going to be playing freaks. Okay. I don't know if they all are, but I know at least, I believe, Kathy Bates, Sarah Paulson, Evan Peters, and Angela Bassett are Kathy all Kathy Bates to be... has to have a beard. That's good. <laughs> That's got to yeah. be it. Yeah. Come yeah. on. That would make a lot I'm of sense. I'm calling it right now. Okay? <laughs> if it happens, I was the one who said it. Um... <laughs> and uh, Michael Chiklis, who's actually a recent addition, he's going to play Evan Peters' father. I'm excited about that. I like Michael Chiklis. Yeah, commish. Yeah. Can't miss. Like I was saying earlier before the podcast, like, I'm excited about it, but it also, like, he adds his own Michael Chiklis-ness. You know, like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's, it, now it's got him in it. <laughs> it's just hard not to see him as... How he is in all the other shows he's in, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, ever since The Shield, he's always yeah. kind of had, like, a personality, you know? Yeah. Remember that show they tried to pull off with the Super Family that he was in? Yeah. Yeah. That shit can a couple weeks ago. The Supers? Was it? Yeah. It was just called The um, Supers. It was like The Incredibles, essentially, but live yeah. action. Yeah. <laughs> it, didn't, it wasn't good. Um, Sorry, I'm starving. You might hear me eating a chip. <laughs> yeah, I'm eating a candy bar. It's a delicious Snickers. Uh, now we have to pay them because you said their name. Oh, fuck. No, they pay you. That's how it works. Taylor, ah. get it right. Let's, let's switch this around. <laughs> no, we don't have a deal with them, so now it's going to no. be copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> We're not making any money. Fuck them. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, this is going to be coming in October, obviously, just like every other season. Right. Um, which will be... I don't know. I guess you, you, you expect... At least it's come to a point where you expect like cable shows to be a lot more spaced out. But I, I remember when TV shows used to actually have seasons. Yeah, where like everything ended and started at the same time. Yeah, and everything started in September and went to May. That's just how it was. And now you got shows. That Ever went. since the writers' strike, everything's just been way off mm -hmm. well also on the introduction of HBO and how great they're doing the introduction of the web I mean I think release schedules are changing because people are getting content different ways you yeah. know what I mean and, and you, there's no more that reliable kind of like the audience is going to be in front of the TV from these months to these months waiting for the show right yeah. I and mean, we watch I mean how many times do I see a show that's a torrent or Hulu or Amazon or you know iTunes so I think that's part of it as well Sure. People aren't around their TV. I mean, when's the last time you guys watched a show on television when it was supposed to actually be on? I haven't had cable in years. Yeah, I can't even remember. I mean, like, <laughs> None I'll watch, of us. All right, well, yeah, I'll watch it when I go to my parents, but other than that. Yeah, yeah, it's like a special treat. You're like, well, what's on the TV? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm excited. I want to watch, I want to see Freaks. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, well, that's it. So, all right. Next story. We approve. <laughs> That is called a Christmas horror story, and uh, as much as I would love for this to be a horror version of Ralphie, <laughs> that's what I said in my notes. I said Ralphie, eat your smash people, smash people. That was in my notes. Ralphie, and he's got like you know like the pig nose. He's like <laughs> super gross. I don't even like gross stuff, but that would he's be like funny. wearing a, like a bloody pink bunny suit. <laughs> Ralphie. But no, that's not what it is, unfortunately. It's a uh, it's about a mysterious disease that sweeps through the North Pole, transforming Santa's elves into the ravenous, flesh-eating undead. Santa and the missus wage a desperate battle for survival. While Santa tries to stay alive long enough to bring gifts for good boys and girls, Krampus, a terrifying Christmas demon, brings a sack, whip, and chains for bad boys and girls. The wicked Bauer family, including klepto daughter Caprice, find out the hard way that Krampus is no myth. Scott, a troubled cop on stress leave, takes his eight-year-old son Will and wife Kim to pick out the perfect Christmas tree. Unfortunately, the perfect tree is on land owned by Big Earl, who is kind of a guardian. Will goes missing on Big Earl's land, and when he turns up again, he isn't quite himself. So am I right in the thinking this is the, the first movie that has done Krampus? Or has there been another Krampus movie? Um, well, there's actually, Kevin Smith has a movie in the works called hey, Comes there, Krampus. There's our obligatory Kevin Smith mention. <laughs> oh, is he in every show? Yeah. <laughs> Just about, yeah. Cause, but that's, because I don't remember anyone ever doing a movie with him in it, because he's such a big part of lore and, and real history. Yeah. Yeah. In, like, the Norwegian countries, it's he's as big as Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool to see. I mean, I'm, I'm on board for that. I didn't know that part of it. Yeah, I mean, there was an episode of Grimm that had... The, the Krampus, okay. played by Derek Mears, but uh, yeah, so that like there's going to be this and comes the Krampus that are both going to feature Krampus. Right. It's weird. There's zombies in that thing, but then there's also Krampus. Yeah, I was just going to say this, this sounds like it's a bit of an anthology. Maybe because yeah. all these stories don't sound like they tie together. Yeah, no. there's, there's a lot going on here. There's um, zombies. There's also Krampus, and hmm. then other things. And there's Big Earl, who is something, something or other. <laughs> He's a guardian, which is bad, apparently, judging by ellipses. Anthologies. You guys watch True Detective, right? No. What the fuck? You're a cable guy. No, but you can do uh, the internet. I will bring a USB with him on it. (laughs) My my reason for bringing it up is it's amazing, for one thing. But it's an anthology. So the first season has uh, um, Woody Harrelson and uh, All Right, All Right, All Right. um, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. And it is fucking incredible. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I didn't even know her name until that that whole season. But that whole thing is amazing. And then they're going to do another series, and it's going to be di- different people. So like American Horror Story. Right, 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 exactly. I'm beating the, like, this kind of a thing. I'm wondering if it's going to be like that. Could be. But it's just one movie, or we, we don't know if it's Yeah, just... yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, it's being directed by Grant Harvey, who directed Ginger Snaps Back. Um... And also Brett Sullivan, who directed Ginger Snaps 2, and Stephen Hoban, who directed nothing. <laughs> I just want to clarify that those Ginger Snaps sequels were really bad. Yeah, like the first one's decent, but the, the sequels are all pretty shy. Yeah. 
But can, can we talk about how this movie has three directors? <clears throat> yeah, I, that makes me wonder if maybe it might be a, an anthology because it has three directors. Maybe they're di- there you go. directing that different segments. What was that Stephen Stephen King one? It had all those different stories. Cat eyes? Or cat, cat's eye? Is it cat's eye? I'm old again. Sorry, never mind. <laughs> it's a show you guys have never heard of, or movie. There was a movie that had like three different horror stories in it. It was beautiful. I think it's Cat's Eye. The internet. Tell me if I you know, look it up. It's on the internet. But uh, yeah, I love those kind of movies that do more than one story. Yeah, like Creep Show. Yeah, Creep Show. That's we really love. Like, or I really love when um, when it's an anthology, several different stories, but they all weave in with each other. Weave in, yeah. <coughs> that's why. Treat. Yeah, that's why. Why I be I can only speak for myself, but like that's why I'm such a big fan of Trick or Treat. Um, Trick or Treat. That's right. Yeah. Aside from the great stories, just the fact that they all. They're all interwoven. That is awesome. Well, yeah, and then there's also there's one, two, three, four writers on it too. Right, it's got to be what it is. Uh, Doug Taylor, Sarah Larson, James Key, and Pascal Trottier. Um, three of which wrote Darknet. I'm not familiar I don't know with what that. that. What that is? Oh, and but Pascal Trottier is a writer on Hellions. Sure. Yeah. Oh, and let's talk about Doug Taylor. Um, Splice. That was an okay movie. I don't know that I saw that one. So it's like a little alien person. With Adrian Brody? Was Adrian Brody in it? I don't remember. I remember the alien person. It was like an alien girl. Like, right. She yeah. had like a long tail that had a whippy thing on it. But yeah, anyways, yeah. It was not bad. No, I mean, it was I a pretty good, weird alien movie. <coughs> I don't think I ever actually saw it, but yeah, it looked looked interesting. I just never got around to it, I guess. Um, well, it should be Ralphie, eat your mashed people. <laughs> but I'll take an anthology movie instead. <laughs> Uh, no word on a release date, right? Uh, not that I found, no. We have to assume sometime around, sometime around Christmas, but... That would make the most sense. Probably not this year. Probably not. Yeah. Unless it's, like, already filming. Right. Uh, yeah. But keep an eye out on it. So we talked about before um, the movie, what was it called originally? Amityville Tapes. Right. Which is now just called Amityville. Um, I think the best news about this, uh, well, I guess the, the main point is that it is it started casting and it has a director. Um, but more importantly, they scrapped the found footage idea. Yay! Yay! <laughs> No one wants another one of those. No shit. Um, so they have brought on directed or director Fr- Frank Frank. <laughs> I think it's Frank. It just happens to have a C in it. Calfoon. Um, he, he directed the Maniac remake. Um, oh, was that the with the Elijah one? Yeah, that was good. That was good. I liked. It. He didn't like it as much. I don't think I finished it, so I can't really fully say that was good. <laughs> I'll say it was good. <laughs> <laughs> but it, for what I saw, and I just love that first piece of stuff. That's I enjoyed such it. Yeah, a cool idea. See, I, I didn't. I, the movie itself was good, like the story and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I could not stand the first person yeah. thing. It just it got to be too much. Um, I play a lot of video games, so it was like I was playing a video <laughs> game. <laughs> Nerd, a fucking twisted video game. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, actually, nowadays, 
you so, kids. Yeah, I'll say the okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited about that. And then they have cast Jennifer Jason Lee from uh, the show Weeds and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. Um, she will be playing Joan, a single mother raising three kids all on her own, who move into the famous Amityville house only to learn about its very dark history. Um, one of her kids will be played by Bella Thorne, who mm-hmm. I guess is from the Disney Channel, uh, some show called Shake It Up. Sure. Sure. And then uh, Cameron Monaghan from the show Shameless is in Final Negotiations to play one of the children as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, looks like it's be, it's coming out of uh, uh, Bloomhouse, who did paranormal, the Paranormal Activity movies, or at least the first one. I believe all of them. Okay. Um and it's uh, getting dis- it's distribution by uh, Dimension, which is called, of course a subsidiary of Weinstein. Or Weinstein. Oh, Miramax. That Weingard. It's all one company. Fish. <laughs> Weingard. <laughs> um. So I gotta say, it, when we first reported on this, I thought it sounded like a big pile of shit. But all this news makes me a little bit excited for it. Yeah, I'm mo- I'm most excited by the fact that it's no longer found footage. Well, yeah. Um, and that it kind of sounds like they, weren't we talking about like there was a, going to be a reporter that was involved? Yeah. As far as I can tell, that's not part of it anymore. Well, I mean, if it's not going to be found footage, then that, that may not be necessary. No, not, not necessarily, no. But I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, maybe they tweaked the, the script when they scrapped the found footage. Could be. Um, yeah, it's like I, I know you're a big fan of the Amityville, at least the original one. Uh, I've one never and two. Hmm? one and two, one and two. Okay, um, I just never. I don't know. And I Amityville never... Dollhouse, that one's fucking great. Not familiar. That was that was sarcasm. <laughs> um, it's called Amityville Dollhouse. <laughs> How good can it be? Uh, yeah, I've I've personally never been a huge fan of the Amityville movies, so I. I think I can only get so excited about this, but um, we'll see. Uh, it's uh, coming out on January 2nd of 2015, um, I assume nationwide. So, I assume, huh? I assume yeah. to mention. Um, being that it is a developing movie, I imagine we'll have more news for you along the way. Um, so, if you're interested, stay tuned and uh, we'll keep you posted. Next, we just got something real quick uh, at Horror Hound Weekend, which I believe was not last weekend, but the weekend before. I don't know. I should know, but I don't. Uh, Anyways, they had Alan Tudyk and Tyler Labine, who were the stars of Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, which is a a great horror comedy if you haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. Have you you seen Mm -hmm. it? Yeah, it's uh, it's about these two kind of redneck guys. And then they have this cabin in the woods, and these teenagers find them and think that they're crazy maniac killers. Yeah. And as they're trying to stop them, they end up killing themselves. But it, it, it winds up looking like Tucker and Dale are the ones doing it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a great premise. Uh, it It's so creative. 
to make it where, where it can make it look like just a redneck slasher. Yeah. But it's really, that's really not what it is at all. Yeah. I, I love movies that do that, especially horror ones that, you know, pull off those tropes and say, no, wait, it's not that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is, but it is. Which, by the way, speaking of cabins, Cabin in the Woods. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, at, before the hype. You know what I mean? Because, like, after the hype, I feel like everyone's just, like, kind of over it. But when I saw it early on, and it had no idea. Yeah. I was like, what is this movie going to be? You know? And the fact that it just switched it on me was so awesome. So I love movies that do that. Yeah, it was really So another one of these would be great. So, yeah, at at Horror Hound, like, just randomly, uh, Alan Tudyk is like, yeah, so we're going to make another one. (laughs) And everyone just kind of went, whoa, what? (laughs) What? Because he, he said it so nonchalantly. It wasn't like this big, huge announcement. It was just like in a regular conversation. And uh, and then Tyler Labine went on to say that neither one of them would make a shitty sequel. So he, he promises that it will live up to the quality of the first film. Which is encouraging. I believe him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope that he does something like that we're expecting something now based on that. And then they do something else. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I... I <laughs> Alan Tudyk, he, he's he's pretty funny, but I really love Tyler Labine. Have you seen he's got a new show coming to Hulu? No. Uh, it's called Deadbeat. He he like can see ghosts, <laughs> and uh, the the ghosts they're in purgatory. Okay. They they have to do something in order to pass on. Oh, that's a show. But he he, he has to do it for them because they're they're they don't have physical down. bodies. So right. Like there there's a trailer on Hulu, and he this guy. Tells him, you know, I, I died a virgin. I never got to have sex. So, so he's so had sex for him? Yeah, so he goes to this girl's house and he's like, Hi, I'm here to have sex with you for your ex-boyfriend. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought they were just like, like a pickup pick line. Like, listen, there's a spirit you don't know about. <laughs> he totally is a virgin. So I'm just going to have it sex for him. It's not even for me. <laughs> it's not my dick. I'm not going to enjoy it at all. Yeah. Coming through, not coming yeah. through me. Yeah. But- but literally coming, <laughs> literally through coming me. through me, coming into me. Yeah. Wait, no, no, listen. coming into you, through me, from him, out of me. Listen, this is confusing. <laughs> but all I know is, let's just fuck. Let's have some sex. Let us fuck. Uh, and then those, the spirits in the distance, like, yeah, get some. Like, get some. He's like, shit, Elon. <laughs> that would be ultimately creepy. <laughs> like a specter, like cheering you on during sex. Oh my god. I would have performance problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's coming to Hulu, I think, April 9th, I want to say. Oh, that's soon. I'm running that down. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. The, the, there's And the, the trailers on Hulu are great because there's one that's 1940s style. There's one that's 1970s, like, grindhouse style. Oh, there's cool. one that's 1980s style. <laughs> they're, they're all pretty good. Nice. Yeah, check that out on Hulu. Deadbeat. Cool. Uh... And then that, as far as Tucker and Dale versus Evil Two, that's really all we know. Like they haven't said anything about when yeah. they're going to start filming or anything. I mean, like they could that. be. I mean, like I said, I I I believe Tyler Bean saying that they won't make a shitty sequel, but whether or not they're actually going to make a sequel, yeah, we don't know. Like we'll if, see, <laughs> like who the writers are, or if they're going to have the same director. Or yeah, really, so, all we know is just that uh, Tudyk and Labine are. They, they in want words, to do it. Gonna make another one, right? Well, we'll see. Yeah. So, for 
you fans of the Phantasm series? I know I am, Taylor. Uh, you know, I liked the first, the first two for sure. Three was okay. I only think I remember the first one. Mm. Uh, those mazes, I remember mazes of like dark gray walls and that silver ball flying through, and yeah, yeah. the kid running from him and the old man, the tall man, yeah, yeah. The tall man. I don't think I only remember the first one. How many were there? Uh, well, there were four. Oh, because this is number five. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Thank you, Carlos. Carlos <laughs> scooped you. Uh, I scooped this scoop. Sorry, guys. Uh, so, yeah, uh, big news is that there is going to be a fifth sequel. Well, no, I guess the fourth there sequel. is a fifth one. That's the crazy part. It's done. The yeah. movie's made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no a- one had any idea this was happening. <laughs> right. I don't uh, tell anybody. It was, it was written and directed by David Hartman, but Don Coscarelli, who is, of course, the writer and director of the original four, uh, he was there supervising. Like, he, he basically followed the project from beginning to end. I want to know how in this day and age you make a movie in secret. I don't know. And especially if you're somebody with name recognition <clears throat> like Don Coscarelli. Yeah, especially somebody like... Um, when, when, you, when you got Angus Scrim, who's fucking older than dirt... And suddenly he's he's working on a project. Who doesn't know about that? Yeah, like was this filmed in some like sound studio in a, the a back lot somewhere? Hell, if I know. But I do like that idea though. That like, cause you know, I'm not. I love trailers, but then sometimes as long as there's a short teaser trailer, yeah. But I don't like those long trailers that show you the whole movie, you know. Yeah. yeah. And so this is kind of fun that. A, I didn't even think about Phantasm since like I was a kid, really. Huh. Right? And all of a sudden, Phantasm Five just comes out in the theater. I would just go see it. Without even, like, you know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah. what is this? It's kind of fun that we don't know. There, yeah. there is a teaser trailer, though. Oh, I'm going to watch it tonight. Right. Um, yeah, the, the teaser trailer has been released. This will be... Or the, the, the official title is Phantasm Ravager. And this will be the final film in with, the franchise. With V capitalized and red as in Roman numeral five. Very good, Taylor. Nice. <laughs> um, so Ravager features Reggie Bannister... Um, who of course has been all, in all the original movies, um, and his uh, decades-long pursuit of the malevolent tall man. Um, so is the tall man the same actor? Yeah, Angus, Angus Scrim. Yeah. Wow, Angus just, Scrim. Like, I didn't know what his kind name, of name yeah. is that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could call the character Angus Scrim. Yeah, yeah, you could. <laughs> That's right. You know, the thing is, though, like in the Phantom series, they show the tall man existing in different points of time, never aging. Right, but now Angus Scrim, he's got to be like fucking ninety, like I said, yeah. 90, like ninety years old at least. They're like, uh, listen, I know I was a spectral, weird, temporal time guy, but I'm now I'm old now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I gave up on that. Yeah, um, no, they can they can figure out some sort of lore. Like he wasn't taking the elixir he's supposed to, and now he's there. You go. He started aging. Carlos just wrote it for you. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, he, Reggie, he is continue continuing through all these years to pursue the tall man. And he's finally forced to confront the mysteries uh, at the very core of the, kind of the phantasm saga. Um, the entire original cast back is back, uh, including I mean Reggie, Reggie Bannister, of course, uh, Michael Baldwin, or sorry, Reggie. Yeah, you're right. Is Reggie Bannister his real name? I, I don't know. I gotta look this up. Michael Baldwin, Bill Thornbury, Cat Lester, and of course Angus Scrim. Thank you. Um, yeah. he could you could just use Scrim and that'd be the scale. Like, yeah, like that sounds like don't, a, don't like go a by the Scrim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Have you been in the woods lately? Why? Yeah. I heard screams okay. out there. Yeah, that's his real name. Uh, so yeah, Reggie Bannister and then the others. Um, there's some new characters too. Uh, Coscarelli says there are also some surprises thrown in that I promise will astonish longtime fans. Mm-hmm. Um, he went. He went on to say he said when kind of asked about giving up the reins over to David Hartman, um, he he basically said I, I I felt like it was time to let somebody else play with my train set. Uh, he said, uh, David and I go back to my film, Bubba Hotep. I love Bubba Hotep. Oh, That's a great movie. It's a fun movie. And I honestly didn't know that he directed that until recently. Yeah, me neither. Um, uh, he said he, he did re- uh, terrific visual effects on that and more recently created a wild animated sequence with some amazing visual effects in my most recent film, John Dies at the End, which is, have you seen that? I, I haven't seen, seen it yet, yet no. either. It tells me to. It's very good. Is it? I, I really it's like, like Netflix. It. It's so <clears throat> easy to find. Yeah, yeah it, it's on sure. Netflix. Uh, it, it's, it's really surreal. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, you have to follow it to pretty close. I'm all over surreal. I'm going to write that down now, too. Um, and, because uh, the story, it kind of, it, it, it jumps all over the place. It's not linear. Um, anyway, uh, he goes on to say, uh, our aesthetics are in sync, and he is quite an experienced director in his own right. So obviously very high praises. It does seem weird, though, that he would have Hartman take over for one movie. Like, if this is going to be the final film in the franchise, why not just do it and finish it out himself? Yeah, uh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, I, 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 don't, I can't even speculate. I don't know why. Um, I mean, because obviously he's not retired or anything. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just felt like he needed... For, for it to be the last film in the series, and, you know, kind of... Well, obviously the first film in, God, probably 20 years. Maybe he just needed... Felt he needed new new eyes on it. I was just going to say that. I think sometimes when you're so close to a project, you know, you need, like... And I know this from my personal experience. You just need some other people to look at it and be like, what is this? You know, yeah. give your take on this. Because yeah. I've done it for four movies... You know, that's for a sure. lot. Um, and I'm excited. I mean, you know, that, that's, it seems like capable hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could definitely say that I'm interested in this. Um, the, the, the I, I enjoyed the first three. I mean, obviously, I really enjoyed the first two. Third one was all right. Um, fourth one was kind of doo-doo. But... Um, I'm really looking forward to this just because, I mean, like I said, it's going to be the last film. I'm really interested to see how they kind of wrap things up. Yeah. How they, how they end the series. Because obviously the tall man has been such an unbeatable foe for so long that it's going to be interesting to see if they can actually finish that once and for all. For nerdy <laughs> listeners, because I am um, representing them, uh, <laughs> there's a video game called Slender Man, and it's pretty popular now. People know of it a lot. It's I've a heard really of it. simple yeah, indie game. And you go into the woods and it's dark and you have a little flashlight and you try not to see the Slender Man because if he sees you, the borders of the screen get all fuzzy and it's kind of freaky <laughs> and you're trying to get away from him and find these little notes and stuff and, and progress. But I feel like that's a tall man. You know what I mean? Like that same kind of thing. You know, yeah. where it's mm-hmm. like there's this unbeatable thing that I just want to get away from. Yeah. Um, so if they actually, did it say that he was going to like confront him in this then? Well, he's kind of, he's confronted him in, in all of the movies, really. Right. But I mean, like, a final showdown. It says he's going to confront the mysteries at the heart of the Phantasm mm-hmm. Saga, whatever that means. Um, it does, like, if you judge from, like, the teaser trailer, uh, it does look like, 
<clears throat> um, Reggie actually goes into the tall man's like home planet because anybody that's seen, I, I believe it was the fourth one. Uh, everybody knows the, the 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 tall man is actually an alien from a different like a different dimension. Um, so yeah, it looks like the movie does go to the tall man's home home world. Whoa. So it's that like he'd be more powerless there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Like oh shit, why do I do this? <laughs> um. So this this could be interesting. It could be shit, but we'll see. Um. I don't think we have a word on release date yet. No, we don't. Um, I just looked it up. I didn't see it. But like we said, it's it's done. I mean, it's filmed, and I assume they're probably editing, maybe, or maybe they're maybe they're even done with that. Who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, as soon as we get a, a release date uh, for this, we'll we'll let you know and um, keep you keep you uh, informed. So, speaking of things that kind of took us by surprise, uh, From Dust Till Dawn, the series, has already been renewed for a second season. Um, it's only three episodes in, and from what I understood, I thought it was going to be like a mini-series, um, but now it's, it's obviously being extended for a second season, which is similar to what happened with Breaking Bad. It, it was going to be a mini-series, but it was so popular that they, they kept it going. Right. Um, I honestly didn't get that impression for this. I assumed it was going to be like a full series. Oh, well. Uh, and to add to that, I, the season two doesn't really surprise me much because it's on Robert Rodriguez's network. Well, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, hey, you want to order it? Yes, I do, me. Yeah. So what network is that on? El Rey Network. I didn't know that either. I'm it's learning it's, all it's these brand things. new. It's like um, two months old. Yeah. It's a cable channel. Yeah. Yeah, and this is kind of its flagship. Yeah, so I, this when you guys saw that when I saw the notes this is the first time I heard of the series. So I haven't seen it, uh, but you said it's relatively new, right? Yeah, it's, it's um, three episodes. Three right? episodes, and I watched the trailer. And what's that guy? Uh, the main guy from that '70s show in this? Um, Wilmer Valderrama. Yeah, and his name's Carlos in the thing, which I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm on board. But uh, yeah, I mean, it looks cool. Uh, I haven't seen it. It, it looks very, very true to the to the movies. Yeah, vampires and uh, action. And yeah. our Rodriguez-ness. Also, it felt a little Tarantino, but then again, he... Did. Their styles are so similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you guys have been both been watching it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, either. I, I keep meaning to, I just keep forgetting. I mean, I'm unemployed now, so I guess I have a lot of time away. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll start watching it, and uh, I'm excited to check it out. Yeah. Yeah, well, it what's good is um, the, the second season, as soon as it premieres, then uh, it's going to be on Netflix. Oh, after the second season? Yeah. Is it is it as it premieres or once the season's over? That's a good question. It says the second season will be available on Netflix following the U.S. premiere. Hmm. So I'm wondering if that means that it's going to air in other countries first? Huh. Possibly. Once it premieres in the U.S., then it'll, the whole thing will be on Netflix? Well, or? and they could pull a House of Cards, which, by the way, is a great <clears throat> series, but yeah. uh, where they just released the whole season. Yeah, yeah. or Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Hemlock yeah. Grove. Um or I mean, they could do something similar to like Hulu, where they will show like an episode will premiere on on TV, 
Yeah. And then the next day. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. So maybe Netflix might start something like that. Yeah, because they're not doing that really. They're doing, Hulu's doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's been their model really for a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Netflix is either all all of it or just wait to undetermined amount of time. Yeah. All or nothing. But I mean, maybe Netflix is, I mean, I. We all know Netflix is determined to be the king of the mountain, so and you have to adapt. And yeah, you know, and so maybe that's maybe they're moving into more of a Hulu type. We're making format. bold predictions here on the show, <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I mean, that would work really well in that format, you know. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rodriguez says it has been a joy to bring these characters back to life and have the opportunity to take our storytelling to a whole new place. We look forward to going back into production later this year and are excited about raising the bar even higher in season two. Yep. So, there you go. Like I said, none of us have seen it, so we don't really know how high the bar is at the moment. Um, yeah. I mean, I've heard great reviews. Yeah, Excuse it, me, great reviews for it. I know it's on uh, Amazon Instant Video. Is it? Yeah, it's not like on Prime, but you can like buy the episodes. Mm-hmm. And all the, all the episodes on there have four and five star reviews. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, I was I was intrigued by the idea of, it, of the, making this into a series. Uh, I didn't expect much from it, but the fact that it's done so well and it's been so popular that I've I know the, the key is that when you we think of from just the dawn, there was a second one, wasn't there? There's yeah, three. Was there three? No, I always pretend there was one. They got progressively <laughs> worse. Yeah. Well, the first one you have George Clooney, you have Selma Hayek, you have these recognizable. Characters, all these characters and actors and actresses. It's hard to kind of Tom like, Savini. Yeah, yeah. And you can't like. How do you? If there none of those are in the show, you go well. Take it with a grain of salt. But as, if it's good enough, it, I think that guy does a really good job. Which I never used to say his name. The guy Carlos who plays guy. Seth Gecko. Oh, Wilmer of Alderama. Yeah, the guy he, who plays Seth Gecko looks a lot like young George Clooney. He really does. Yeah, yeah. Those two dudes, and then but the Carlos character looks like a bad guy. And, like, there was this thing in the trailer where he, like, does this neck movement that's kind of like a snake. Like, all, like, I'm a badass. I'm like, oh, shit. He's a badass. Yeah, he did the, you know the snake neck. Come on. Everybody knows the snake neck. But I think that, you know, it's hard to take that. What's so recognizable as a, you know, that moment that from Dust Dawn, oh, my goodness, and that yeah. bloodbath and stuff, and then to make that a series. But I, I have confidence in him. Yeah, I, I want to see it. I'm being a lot more optimistic than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll see that. No, at first I was like, oh, I don't know how that... But, I mean, considering it's, you know, Rodriguez is putting it on his network. He his directed network, the pilot. Yeah. Plus, Fede Alvarez is directing an episode. I think Greg Nicotero is directing an episode. What? Yeah. Right. Then I'm on board. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, they got we some talked really about good people guests, directing it. Some guest directors. Um, wow, Nicotero is amazing. You guys are all Walking Dead, right? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. We could do it. We should do a special, just The Walking Dead. We, we already, have you already done it? We, we haven't, but we could. Oh, we, we definitely could. Like, just... Well, we could do a zombie special. I'm not making your programming. <laughs> are you sure? Just, it sounds like you are. It sounds like I am, but I'm not. No, but I would love to... If you ever do zombies or Walking Dead show, please. Okay. We'll Those are the mind. air points, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's everything, and I believe that's going to do it for horror business. Unless there's anything else? Anyone? I got, I got nothing else. Okay. Well, let's jump into some reviews. Uh, okay, well, uh, why don't we start with your movie? Okay. 
My movie <clears throat> is from 2012, written by Connor McMahon and David O'Brien, directed by Connor McMahon, and it is called Stitches. Everybody happy? Bastards. You're late. You're ugly. Shut it, you. No, you shut it. You're not me, that. Shut sure, I might be. It's time to cut the cake. Yeah. Hey, thanks for coming. Piss off. You've got a front row seat to my comeback show. You have a hair in your throat. Are you trying to be funny? Not anymore. Everybody happy? For the record, not every party ends with a dead claim. So Stitches is it's it's built as a horror comedy, which I can kind of see, but at the I, I don't feel like the comedy is. It seems like the comedy is only there because the movie's so over the top at points. It, it doesn't really feel sure. like there's a lot of comedy written into it. Maybe that's just. Irish comedy, I mean. <laughs> Could be. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's an Irish-English movie. Um, but it's about this clown named Stitches, who, he's, he's not a very good clown. No, he's shit. He, what's, what's the Bobcat Goldthwait movie oh, where he plays uh, clown? Shakes the Clown. Shakes. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the first thing I thought of was yeah. Shakes the Clown. Especially the opening scene. Yeah, the, the opening, opening scene, scene has totally. her banging the chick and she's screaming, fuck me clown, fuck me clown. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then so he goes to this birthday party. He's performing for these kids, and these kids are just fucking pieces of shit. Yeah, they're really mean. Um, one thing leads to another. Shakes ends up dying at the Not party. Not Shakes, you said Shakes. <laughs> Stitches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stitches ends up dying. Uh, not of natural causes. Uh, and so the, the kid whose birthday it was, um, anybody know his name? Tommy. Tommy. Is or Tom. Tom. Tom is so distraught that he can't have a birthday party for six years. Yeah. So finally on his 17th birthday, his friends convince him, you know, it's your 17th birthday, which is apparently a milestone in Ireland. So he has to have a party. And so he throws his party. Stitches comes back to life and raids hell. Mayhem ensues. 
He, he comes back to get his revenge on each kid that fucked with him at the at the original party. It should be noted that yeah, all the kids were dicks in the in the, in the beginning, and they were kind of led they directly led to the uh, Stitch's death in yeah. the beginning, namely yeah. Tom. Yeah, namely, yeah, was you know, unintentional. Yeah, it was unintentional, but still, that's how he. Um, and I also say I liked how the very beginning when they go to him six years later, they introduced all the characters. It's kind of little boxes around. Oh yeah, they, had, like, they, had, they like, showed them as a little kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought so that it's was like this. Nice this was this one. This was this yeah. one. Here's all the shits, and now they're grown up. So yeah, that's that's the quick and dirty synopsis of it. Um, so dirty, so dirty. Fuck me, clown. <laughs> um, and then uh, so. Do you notice that they started the movie with a star wipe? Or not star wipe, uh, a Star Wars wipe? In the very beginning, there was an Evil Dead moment where there was like, you know, like he's putting the stuff on, like the clown outfit on. It was a really quick, like, quick, cuts. quick cuts and stuff. Yeah. And then right after that, they did a Star Wars like slide, like a, uh, you know, a wipe. Yeah, I guess I didn't really think about it as Star well, Wars. Yeah. It's, again, I'm the nerd. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Anyways, that's a funny way to start it. Um, What'd you guys think? I, you know, it, it took a long time to get going. Like, the movie was half over before Stitch just started his mayhem. Um, I, I felt like there was probably half an hour that was just the party. It was teen romp. Yeah. yeah it, it was, it was there like... was really nothing. Like, it was just, it was Tom pining over this girl Ugh. and, uh, and then, like, there, there was a scene of them at school that really didn't serve a whole lot of purpose other than just like the setup of the party I mean it kind of showed that they were all still dicks I think a little bit you know like, yeah, yeah. It, it was kind of like the introduction to them as 17 year olds yeah, and then like Tom started seeing things which it, they never really explained if he'd been seeing these things for the last six years but like he would see you know like the teacher dressed up as a clown and then rip his friend's dick off you know that was hard to watch <laughs> cock and balls and then tie it to a balloon and then and then kiss it, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just a mass of dicks and balls oh, in his come hand. On. <laughs> <laughs> you already saw it once. Um. Yeah, and this to me, this the the basic premise of the movie is very hard to not compare to it. Mm, sure. Yeah. Just because you know it's like this original story and then flash forward to this other story and there's a clown clown the mm-hmm. trauma sure yeah now here's a difficult question because Stitches was reincarnated and he's basically undead although he's sentient would you consider this a zombie movie no okay here's what's interesting is that he's kept alive by that egg yeah that's the other part of this yeah that's the thing it's um I almost said shakes. <laughs> Stitches, he is actually a member of this clown cult. <laughs> yeah, that's the, yeah. the exact words I have in my notes. Yeah. Too, clown cult. Um, and, yeah, like a, 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 a clown's essence is contained within this egg, which is called the Spiritus Singulara. Oh. Which was what? It was a. What does that mean? Is one. One spirit, one, one spirit, or something. One soul, something that to, to that effect. Um, and when after Stitch's funeral, this clown or this clown cult makes their way into into the crypt, 
where all these eggs are kept on these big racks and Tom sneaks into there. I mean, this is still when he's, when he's a child. He sneaks in and sees them doing the ceremony and they catch him and they tell him that a clown can't rest in peace until he finishes his party. I think that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of those nods to like, here's a, a common like comedy thing you know about or a clown thing. And then they made that, made that a horror thing, and that was funny. Yeah. Like, near the end, not a spoiler, but someone gets their t- shoes tied together. Yeah. You know, like, oh, okay. Yeah. A lot of that There's stuff. There's a lot of, like, clown-themed kills in yeah, it, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, Secret Society thing was weird, and with the idea that the egg... I mean, again, it's, it's a play on this whole thing. Like, the egg is so fragile, but it's so important, and it could easily be just... crushed. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I mean, obviously, because his party was so uh, damaging that he Tom grows up with this just fear of clowns. He's he sees clowns everywhere, like you mentioned with their with his teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the record, the fear of clowns is chlorophobia. Whoa, what's it called? Uh, Chlor? Col Col. C O U L R O phobia. Cholophobia? Cholrophobia? Cholrophobia. Oh. Does anybody here have in this on this podcast have cholrophobia? Tony isn't afraid of clowns, but he hates them. Okay. Uh, they just That's a borderline afraid. Maybe. I would say, yeah. Okay. I'm fine with them. Which is nothing personal, Rob, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> you have a clown friend? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Krusty Bumbles is his clown name. We should check but to see if he's, he's in the in the cult. He actually he's a horror clown though, so yeah. it's a scary clown. Yeah, he's he's actually uh, yeah Rob. He's actually the uh, the makeup um, competition coordinator for Crypticon. Oh, cool. We had him on the show a couple episodes back. Yeah, cool, cool. So yeah, he's he's a buddy of ours. I've known him for a while, but yeah, he has a, a clown persona. But I just I just we should know. still ask him if he's a part of a cult with eggs. <laughs> Because I want to make sure. We definitely, we, we should make sure that he has an egg. Yeah, just find his egg we somewhere. make him an egg. Yeah. Rob, we're making you an egg. <laughs> and it will contain your essence of your spiritist, what is it called? Spiritist. Singulara. Yeah, singulara. So you can have that. <laughs> I think my big thing with this movie is that, um, you know, it felt a little campy. It felt Nightmare on Elm Street, you know. It was very like 80s slasher 80s kind of slasher, feeling. Yeah, and then when they did the deaths, they're like trying to be funny about it. You know, like, like I said, there, there's a lot of clown themed deaths. Like we have, um, like in the beginning of the movie, he does like the what's behind your ear trick and pulls out the coin. And he does that later and rips the guy's ear off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he pulls a rabbit out of someone's throat. That was one I had in my notes because it, it doesn't make any sense because all the other ones kill the people or hurt them. The rabbit did nothing. It's <laughs> like, hey, you have, hold on. I'm going to jam my uh, well, you hand in your throat. His throat. Yeah, yes, yeah, you have a hair in your throat. It's an actual hair. But this didn't even hurt him. <laughs> I know, there should have been a rim shot right there. Seemingly that would make him better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've got the rabbit out of my throat. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I feel now like can it. I go? No, now I'm going to fuck you up more. Um... They oh. blew one guy's head up with the the oh yeah with a like balloon pump balloon pump yeah which was actually he also made balloon animals special effects out of someone's intestines yeah 
But the the blowing of the of the face was actually a pretty yeah, big, that was pretty cool. Um, that, thing they had to that's make. something I wanted to talk about. The mouth was still moving and stuff, so it was yeah, clearly the like, eyes are moving and prosthetic to just cover the top half of his head. Yeah, that's what, that's something I want to talk about is the fact that it looked like there was just very minimal CGI in this movie. Right, yeah. it was all practical I, I effects. Think the only and that parts was awesome. CGI was like his nose. Yeah, when, when it moved his around nose would come itself. off and yeah. walk around. Yeah, and um, like the when his fist would pop off. Mm-hmm. Like I think that was CGI. Oh, the umbrella scene. Umbrella, the umbrella obviously. obviously. Yeah. And then there was probably blue bubbles, which to me, looked, it looked CGI, but you know, it seems like something that could have been done practically very easily. But even know, when they did an umbrella, do you remember there's that scene that was the, the eye scene. That was at the end, part. right? The, after the, like she like lays, falls back down and the eye, it's so gross, the umbrella comes right back out of her eye. Yeah, then pops That was open. practical. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, like going into her eye was CG, but then when she like laid down, it wasn't her anymore. It was whatever that, you know. Yeah, just prosthetic. Dummy was, prosthetic. It came right back <clears throat> out, and that was practical, so that was kind of cool. That was my favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah. And the umbrella yeah. just pops like all the way out and then opens, oh, and then opens and just, and just splatters, splatters yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I was, I mean, you know, you, you talked about you not being a big fan of gore, but. I love gore. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, if um, it's if it's funny enough and it's Freddy and things like that, I can get I can get into it. But if it gets too like like the brain thing was, I was not into it. Oh, like, I'm gonna scoop it. I'm gonna scoop out your brains. That okay, was, I don't need that. That was a little dumb. Yeah, yeah. But um, um, so I can yeah with certain things. But I think that what it, what is is it, it? Part of it was that kind of was it? You said Irish movie. Is yeah, Irish? yeah. Part of it was I, Irish funny and like the kids being funny with each other. And some stuff was actually kind of funny. And like that, that, oh, I'm like, oh, it's that kind of movie. Like, have you guys seen the um, Black Sheep? No. Oh, you should see Black Sheep. Uh, I think a sheep zombie movie. We did a negative rad on it. For those who don't know, Carlos invented this thing called negative rad. We should maybe tell him later because it's a long thing. Are you going to do it now? I, I was just a real quick. Okay, real quick. Basically, what it is, is is you watch a movie and you score it as you go. And it's totally unofficial. There's no like scoring system. It's just whatever you think. And it's just, you know, like, oh, that that was stupid, negative 10, that was funny, plus 20. You do it play by play. Yeah. Yeah. And During it's, the movie you're it's, watching. It's so much fun. Well, I'm gonna, we might introduce it to the podcast at some point, but Negative Red, if you want to do it, it's almost like Fight Club or something, where you just can do, anybody can do it, right? Um, it's not like Fight Club at all, anyways. I was going to say, how is it? Yeah, I know. I, I meant like it's a you thing don't talk about it? Can do. Yeah. You don't talk about it. You do talk about it. The point is that you, you you grab a piece of paper and you kind of uh, score the movie as you're going along, and it's fun to do with friends. Yeah, and you give plus points and negative points. But yeah, we did one with Black Sheep, right? Because it's a sheep zombie movie. We're like, we got to do that with that. Mm-hmm. If, if you go to Carlos's website, there's there's more info on negative yeah. rat there. Carlos.com. Um, but uh, the point was what? I don't know. No, you know, <laughs> we said uh, zombies. Irish funny. Irish. So I thought so. Uh, Black Sheep. Is a certain type of movie. It's smart the whole way through, and even though it's got crazy shit going on, you it's got its own feel to it. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to explain it unless you've seen it. But it it all feels cohesive as one kind of thing. Like all the jokes stay the same, right? Oh, okay, yeah. And I think in the beginning of this movie, it's kind of like, oh, it's Irishy funny, like the Irish version of of this kind of a film. But then it gets into just like wacky. Yeah. Do you mean like oh, I'm gonna blow that guy's head up? You know and. <laughs> Want want. So I think that's my problem with it. Is it didn't? It was back and forth. Does that I like, make sense? I like, I like the chase scene at the end too, where the, the kids get on their bikes. Yeah, <laughs> and Stitch oh, just yeah. finds like a little little kid's tricycle. Yeah, and he's yeah. riding it down the hill, and he's going. Wee! Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought it was funny that Stitches was much more of a like a goofy goofy clown when after he's already dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's he like didn't, he didn't hate his life anymore. Well, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know the whole egg thing. Like, 
when when he's when he's fucking the chick at the beginning of the movie, and she sees the egg and she says, "What's that?" And he's like, "Oh, it's just this stupid thing they uh, that this clown cl- club or something." I forget exactly what he says, but um, says some some stupid thing that they made him do, like they in quotes, <laughs> um, and. Uh, so I thought it was funny that it's like it sounded like he didn't really give a shit about this cult. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> it's just something that he he had to do to be a clown. Not to not to go back to something we already discussed, but did you notice the, what the uh, that cult's chant was? No, uh, I did, but now I don't remember. His, he he he! Oh yeah, ha ha ha! ha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, they kept doing that. That was interesting that they kept going back to those things. <laughs> I like yeah. too when he like when he grabbed the guy's ear. He's like, it did remind me like we were talking about before the podcast. It reminded me of clowns from outer space, killer clowns from outer space. Yeah, sure. Yeah, in a way, and that kind of like, oh, it's wacky, but it's clowns, but it's dead. Yeah, and you know, Taylor mentioned this before, but this the movie is a, well, not as a whole, but I guess the 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 time when Stitches was alive was so reminiscent of Shakes the Clown. Yeah, just because he starts out, just you, you see immediately what a piece of shit he is, like in his day to day. He shows up to a party late. He's living in like a mobile home on the side of a cliff. So yeah, <laughs> and he shows up. He shows up to the party, or, you know, Tom's party, and um, the, he, he, Tom's mom says, you're late. She says, yeah, you're fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved how it started, actually. I, kept, I liked it more in the beginning. I feel like there's two halves to this movie. Yeah, I, I, I mean? agree. Because, like, the first half, and it, well, almost like there's thirds then. The first chunk, this whole stuff we're talking about, was Wait, really funny. you mean there's, like, three acts? <laughs> there's three acts. <laughs> yes. Wow, they planned that. <laughs> and the middle one is the teen romp, kind of like, you know, that's stuff that we probably didn't care about. Right. And then the third, the last one was like the wonky, well, I'm going to kill everybody with these funny ways. But I like the first part of the movie the best. So that's my review. Yeah. I don't know if that's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a glowing review. It was fun. So according to Carlos, just watch, just watch the t- first bit. 20 minutes in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the idea. Um... We don't, we don't spoil any movies, right? Because the ending is pretty ridiculous. Right, yeah, we don't, we don't want to get into that. <laughs> There's some pretty outrageous characters in this, I think. I mean, stitches aside, but, like, all of Tom's friends. I mean, like, you got a couple of gingers that are just complete assholes. It's like, how many people do you have you have, have you known in your life that are like that? They're yeah. just assholes 24-7 for no reason. Again, yeah. they're, they're very character-y. You know, yeah. like, yeah, I'm the guy or I'm the girl who's like, that girl who's a bitch. And so you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, That's just you know. just tropes, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, stereotypes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but he, what's weird is he, in the middle of this movie, that's why this movie's confused. In the middle, <laughs> in the middle, in the center of this movie, there's Tom, and then there's that girl he's pining after, Kate. pining for whatever, and it feels like uh, Perks of a Wolf being a wallflower or something, you know, like <laughs> blowjob Kate. Like the guy, he's like, yeah, he, yeah, exactly. That's her nickname. Um, she headbutted that girl for that. Yeah, that was awesome. I was like, that's <laughs> awesome. I, you know, I remember in high if school, if you were doing negative round, that would have got like fifty points. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. In high school, me and my buddy, uh, we always talked about like um, people fighting because you know, see a fight break out in school, it's like, oh, they're fighting like pussies. It's like we always said, you know, what would win a fight? 
instantly because nobody would ever fucking see it coming. If you started the fight with a headbutt, yeah, they just would be done. Yeah, they'd be like, I do not want to fuck with that guy. Now. Yeah, because what that's how that's what he led with. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Or um, uh, what, what else do we? Uh, it's like if you uh, if you punch him in the hip, they, they wouldn't see that coming. It wouldn't really hurt, <laughs> but it'd throw thing. him off. Or Although in MMA they do a lot of like punching in the like the leg or the stomach or like you know weird punches at weird angles mm-hmm. and it can like totally cut, cut you off guard. Um, or uh, stomping on the foot. Yeah, that's that's, that's like the MMA first thing. blow is just stomp on the person's foot and they don't see that coming. Yeah. So um, listen, uh, any of our listeners, if you want to start a fight, <laughs> if, if you don't want to start a fight, I got a great story. Okay. <laughs> Buddy of mine was telling me about a friend of his that was at a bar and. For whatever reasons, him and this other guy started getting into it. So he drops his pants to his ankles and just starts, like, grabbing his dick. And he's like, come on, let's go! Whoa. <laughs> that person needs to get some attention. But I mean, so the, other person, the other guy was like, whoa, I don't want to fucking touch you. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, just act real mental. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was Back to my point of that, just that I think that in this movie there's that kind of, like, Oh, the little guy who wants to get the girl. And there's even in the graveyard, they like do a little makeout thing. Like, don't be that movie. Do you know what I mean? You don't need that. If you have this crazy fucking Irish clown. Just stay there. You know, stay, don't. But they have to make you Care? want the characters to win. I know, but there's different ways to do it. I don't know. Watch Black Sheep. You'll see what I mean. Because that's like, the, the, the kids were such fucking assholes that you were almost rooting for stitches. You were like, yeah, right, fucking right. kill them. Oh, right, totally. right. Yeah. Especially the fucking ginger couple. Yeah. I don't oh, understand yeah, yeah. why Tom would let himself be punked like that by a couple of fucking gingers. <laughs> this is a ginger-heavy uh, <laughs> moment of the podcast. I just, I, like, well, the girl was kind of cute, but the kid, or, like, the the boy looked like a fucking retard. And, uh, like, I just don't understand why Tom was just letting himself get pushed around by that asshole. <laughs> Why do I need teenage boys do things? I don't For know. pussy. Right. <laughs> That's what it's all about, yeah. gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, his, like his friends, um, God, what was his friend's name? Um, Dave, Ed, Mike, Steve, John. Are you just saying names? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Tom Dick Frank Harry. with a C. It was Frank with a C. Frank with a C. <laughs> it was Frank with a C. Vinny? Was that his name? Hey, Vinny. Hey, anyway, so he's got some friends. Angus? Yeah, uh, yeah Vinny. Um, so he's got some friends. <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> no, <you didn't. laughs> Sometimes I'm not paying attention to what I'm saying. Um, yeah, so his, his, uh, yeah, his buddy Vinny, who's like his best friend, he's... <laughs> He's just kind of a, uh, you know, kind of a pussy hound. Um, he's got his buddy Bur- uh, Bulger. He's like this fat, closeted gay guy. Is he closeted? I don't think he's even closeted, though. I think he's just well. You know, I, I would have thought I would have thought he was just out. But the fact that when the party started, like people started showing up, he said, "Let the fanny fest begin." And did you say fanny fest? Yeah, yeah fanny is like uh, it's a UK oh, word for pussy. Because like my, I think like my grandparents said fanny, <laughs> and they meant ass. Well, yeah, when I think fanny, I think of uh, yeah, like, ass. yeah, like yeah, here in America, yeah, yeah. That, uh, fanny means ass, but like in the UK, fanny means pussy. Wow. So yeah, he said, "Let's let the fanny fest begin." So 
obviously he's, he's trying to fit in. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say though, back to our point, uh, probably the the biggest point of this is the practical effects versus the special effects because we're sure. going to talk about that in the thing. I think. Oh, yeah, sure. We will. Um, yeah. And so <laughs> I, oh, I, yeah. that's something I appreciated. Well, again, going back to the, the time when Stitches blew up that guy's head. I mean. That's yeah, right. I'm, like, I'm not a gore guy, but I like I do like special effects that look really cool and that do not rely on CG, and that was good to see. <laughs> I love during the credits they have like the um, outtakes, mm-hmm. and there's an outtake of the guy just like sitting there with his, his half head. inflated head. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Does it look good?" <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so I, I appreciate that part of it. Yeah, I love practical effects. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm. Start. I'll start sounding like a broken record if I go into this too much of it. Well, you yeah. can you can sound like it in the next review. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, practical effects. I prefer in any situation. I don't care what it's used for. It'll always be better than CGI. Um, I mean, CGI is good for smoothing things out, making things look, making making real things look more real. Um, but using them. So, thoughts it, on Avatar? Thoughts on Avatar? Because uh, that's basically a CG movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Okay. Because not only am I opposed to CGI, I'm opposed to 3D. So that speaking is both of, of those things, yeah. was was Stitches in 3D originally? I know because the, the, the there, umbrella. There, there are several boner moments. The eyeball, right at the right yeah, at like the, the umbrella was definitely one. Um, I don't I don't remember specifically other ones now, but I do remember a couple times thinking. That, that looks like it was made to be in 3D. Yeah. I don't see anything saying that it was in 3D. Hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely felt like it was. There, there were parts that were intended to be in 3D, but that, that could have just been the way that it was filmed. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think real, what this really boils down to is just that this movie definitely captured that kind of 80s. Almost, well, yeah, I guess he could say slasher movie, kind of a feel to it, just yeah. really corny. Um, seemed like it was fairly low budget. I mean, wasn't wasn't like a pieced together movie, but mm-hmm. they were obviously not dealing with a you know big studio budget. Um, it's a little schizophrenic, I think, in the fact that it, it feels like it's a lot of different movies kind of at times. But I think the editing, when when done, like in the beginning, and that, that was a cool Evil Dead moment, you know? Yeah. I think there was some cool edits in it. So. Yeah, and I, that, that very well could have been just them trying to recapture kind of, like I said, like the 80s mm-hmm. horror slasher you know, feel, feel yeah. to it, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Carlos, yeah. on a scale of 1 to 10. Ooh, we're doing numbers? Yep. Ooh, I love numbers. <laughs> Uh, wait, I have to go first? Okay. I didn't think about that. Guest always goes first. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, for the practical effects, I'm almost doing it negative rad style, like giving the points for <laughs> certain things. I, I give this a lot of points for the practical effects, but I don't... It was campy and schizophrenic. Oh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go five. Just five. Because there's enough stuff that I... Was was fun mm-hmm. and interesting, but nothing that like pushed me into the even like above average. Okay, Tony. Um, well, in the in the past, I've made kind of snap judgments on movies, like as far as the number I give them, and I've noticed that it's kind of given me kind of a inconsistent like rating history. So, 
I mean, so I hate going back and looking at our old ratings, being like, you know, comparing this to this, this should have yeah. been higher. Yeah. yeah. So you know, kind of. This is how I'm going to kind of weigh my ratings from now on. One, the movie is absolute shit, and I'll never watch it again. Five, the movie is okay. Nothing special about it. It's it's an okay movie. And ten is like one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. We have yet to give out a ten. No, yeah, I don't think we've gone above an eight. I don't think. I did give Trick or Treat a nine. You gave it an eight. Okay. <clears throat> well, anyway, so that being said, um, it's very basic. Uh, Stitches was was an okay movie, um, but I thought it was funny. I thought it, like. It, like I love like as corny as they corny as they were like I love one liners because mm-hmm. they're just so stupid, and when they're intentionally stupid, I I, I just, I'm a sucker for that. Um, and also like you mentioned, Carlos, uh, the the practical effects that gives a movie huge points in in my book. Um, and so while obviously it wasn't a perfect movie in any sense uh like like you mentioned the story was it kind of jumped all over the place a little bit it wasn't especially focused and at times it didn't make much sense mm-hmm. um but so all those things considered and given my new kind of rating system i think i'm going to put this at 7 all right uh for me I, I, I like the basic premise of, you know, he's getting revenge on these specific kids. He, he's not just like a crazy maniac undead clown who's killing everybody. Sure. Like he's getting revenge on these specific kids. That is cool. That's a bonus. Yeah. And that that that's what ties it to it for with me. That's, mm-hmm. you know, a very strong connection there. Um, I, I love the second half of the movie. But like I said, the first half of the movie is just so slow. It just takes so long to get going that it's just like the setup that doesn't need to be that long. Mm-hmm. Especially with the very beginning being so. Like, yeah, it's oh, like wow, it's like it starts and then there's cool. this big lull and then it gets really good at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but so yeah, I, I love the 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 final act. Uh, so I think I am going to give it a six. Oh, there we go. Five, six, seven. So, yeah, that's an average of six. I could even go a little lower or a little higher because based on all that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like gore, so that should knock it down to a four. But some of the stuff was, like, the balloon head was really cool and practical effects, so I have to give it another point. So yeah. I keep bouncing back and forth, so I'm just going to stay in the middle at five. And, again, if this was the, if this movie was what the beginning was, it would easily be a seven or more, Yeah, I think. Because mm-hmm. then that's, like, being smart, being something different. You know, yeah, it had Irish, the- so it was like... It could have been the Irish, you know, <laughs> clown movie. That, that middle part definitely needed to be there. It just didn't need to be as long. In my as opinion. long, yeah. I don't know. All right. All right, moving on. Okay, so next up uh, was my pick, which is written by Eric Heiser and directed by <laughs> Math. Math- Mathis? I think it's Mathis. I think the J is silent. Okay. It's a soft J. Mathis. soft J's. So, yeah, Mathis Van Heidener Jr. <laughs> it's the thing from 2011. <laughs> 48 hours ago, we found 
quite remarkable. What'd they find? There's a structure. In Antarctica? And a specimen. Really? They're touching down. This is Kate Lloyd, Columbia Paleontology. Let me show you why you flew 10,000 miles. We estimate it's been here 100,000 years. I'm going to take a tissue sample. Do you really think that's a good idea? Yes, I do. You, my friends, will all be immortalized as the people who made this discovery. seems everyone is fine. Either someone miraculously healed themselves, or someone is not who they say they are. What was it doing to him? It's imitating his cells. I think this thing copies its prey and then hides inside it. What are you saying? Not all of us are human. Any of us. We can't let this thing leave. If it makes it out of here, millions of people could die. Okay, so obviously I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, are familiar with the original thing. John Carpenter. Yeah. Easily. Technically, that was actually a remake, too. It was. Yes, it was. Um, which I think even the original may have been based on uh, a book. It was called Who Goes There. Right. Thank you. Um, That's not as scary of a title. <laughs> it's more like a children's book. Who goes there? Um, so Who goes I mean, there was written by John W. Campbell Jr. Thank you. Um, so, I mean, I feel silly even explaining this because it's essentially the same premise as the as the nineteen eighties one. Um, the word that was thrown around for this movie was a pre-make. Yeah. What? They kind of start making words. <laughs> That explain movies. Yeah, I mean, they gotta make stop and make stop with words. I, I don't think that was ever an official pre-make, but I think uh, like they were saying it's a prequel, and people went, "No, it's not. It's the same fucking movie." It's a pre-make. Gosh, damn it! I actually put in my notes. Apparently, pre-make means the same movie with different characters, but this one happened first. Right. So basically, um, you guys might remember from the original one where at the very beginning, well, not not. The very beginning, but near the beginning, um, the American team re- realizes or sees 
a helicopter basically chasing after this husky through the Antarctic wasteland, basically, uh, shooting at it from from the... I don't... That is blowing my mind right now. You don't remember um, that? I, I don't remember that, but I know the... I don't want to spoil anything. Yes, keep going. <laughs> um, so that team, which are a bunch of Norwegians, that's what the movie's about. Um, so it can't be a pre-make then. That's a, it's a different. It's following a different set of people then, right? Essentially, yeah. I mean, yeah. like it's officially a prequel. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Like I said, fans just came up with this word pre-make because it's, yeah, it's well, the same stupid. story. I'm calling yeah. those fans stupid. Um, so <laughs> in a uh, in in 1982. Um, uh, Norwegian, these Norwegian uh, research teams out in Antarctica. Before we get too deep into the actual story here, there's something I want to mention. Uh, the producers of this movie, Mark Abraham and Eric Newman, who directed the 2004 Dawn of the Dead shite, mm. um, they convinced Universal not to do a remake because, in their words, it would be like painting a mustache on the Mona Lisa. And then... Somehow this is better. Mathis von Heinenden became involved because he wanted to tell the story of the Norwegians. He always wondered what happened with them, and he wanted to tell the story. Was he Norwegian? I, with that name? <laughs> His last name is Bob Hanger. <laughs> I, like, I think he had a slant there. He's like, listen, I want to talk about my people. And this is actually his directorial debut. Hmm. Uh, it's interesting that. to me that he's like, I always wondered what happened with those people, so I want to tell my story and have it be the exact same. Yeah. That is weird. <laughs> well, I mean, let's, let's be honest. You know, you're chasing after a shape-shifting alien. How different can it be? Yeah. Same thing's going to happen. Could have at least used different weapons or something, I suppose. Anyway, so, yeah, there's this uh, Norwegian research team in Antarctica. In the winter, they made sure to tell you it was winter because there are seasons in Antarctica. I want to say, sorry, go on. I got to say something to Mark Abraham and Eric Newman here. You don't want to make a remake of The Thing because it's like painting a mustache on the Mona Lisa. But you're going to put fucking running zombies in Dawn of the Dead? Oh, jeez, here we go. That is a whole... <laughs> I didn't even get him started this time. <laughs> he got himself started. <laughs> and by the way, it's a pre-make. You, you said pre-make. Pre-make. But, no, they didn't want to do a remake. I know. Anyways, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> pre-make. But they remade Dawn of the Dead. And, okay, sorry. Yeah, I get it. No, I get it. Sorry. Point. I'm just going to sit back and stew. Go on. We all oh, understand, wait. Taylor. Those zombies in World War Z don't go start in there. Oh, we haven't even seen it because we, we refuse. We're boycotting. Good, you should. Well, I mean, it's not even the same movie. I mean, it's not even the book. I know it's not the book. If you go on thinking that, though, at least it's... They're making a sequel, you know. Oh, jeez. Well, they shouldn't do that, but... But, I mean, those zombies are fast. They're faster than... And they can, like, do parkour and shit. Yeah, they're, like, <laughs> jumping over everything. They climb a wall. At some point, they all, like like, jump on each other's backs to go over this massive, like, 100-foot wall. Fuck me. And I'm like, that's not even possible even if they were really <laughs> fast and strong. You know what I mean? Like, animals can't pull that shit off. Anyways, sorry. We are going way off topic. Or like, when we saw... The, when we still trying the, to get through the... Premise. When we watched the Day of the Dead remake and they could jump fucking 30 feet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Tony. Go on. The Thing. Winter. Antarctica. 1982. A Norwegian... Isn't it always winter in Antarctica? Stop it. That's what I said. It's like, it it's actually says winter, but it's like, who the fuck cares? You could have July. It, it doesn't fucking matter. It's going to look exactly the same. <laughs> so they're, they're, um, they're basically going through, like I said, the, the Antarctic wasteland, um, just uh, in, the, in their snow crawler. And they hit this crevice. 
It's, they're, they're tracking something, I believe. Yeah, he calls it a signal. Did there, you? there were subtitles there. Fuck. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right, so you might have to fill me in on some things. It, it opens on this Swedish team. I'm Swedish or Norwegian? Norwegian. Or, um, and they're t- telling dirty jokes. And, uh, the, and the, the, the guy sitting in the back says that they're, you know, he says, we're getting close to the signal. And then eventually he says, we're right on top of it. And then, they, then that's when they, they fall through the ice. Okay. Yeah, so they fall through, throw, fall through the ice. God, probably easily 100 feet. And they kind of, their snow crawler kind of gets wedged. And they turn on the lights and they can see down that there's this big thing. Something. Yeah, this big, what appears to be metal thing. <laughs> um, it's, it's lighting up, isn't it? I don't think so. Um, and so obviously they start exploring and excavating things. And they they go to an American paleontologist who is played by um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Her name is Kate. Um, they go who to you her. You would know as Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim. That's yes. who she is. Thank you. <laughs> Just I was like, I know that goes somewhere. Um, so she, they call her down to the this excavation site. It's like, yeah, I'll go to Antarctica. No big deal. <laughs> um, because they discovered something else in the snow. Um, and it turns out that it's <laughs> the titular thing. <laughs> it's, it's an alien organism of some kind frozen in a block of ice they discovered they, they figured it was something what like 20,000 years old I think it was 100,000 was that old I thought so I heard I didn't write it down but I, I, I think it was 100,000 mm. hey, when you do carbon dating it could be anything there's my carbon dating joke <laughs> that was so, a joke it wasn't really a joke it was more of a message or much a like the original movie uh, the thing breaks out of the ice and starts to replicate people uh so it's basically hiding in plain sight so it's got all you know these norwegian researchers turning against each other um and just slowly getting picked off by this this alien um and from there it's it's, it's almost identical to the original yeah Except um, of course the ending which we'll talk about maybe we won't talk about it. so i don't know I don't really I have it's it's one third prequel, one third remake, one third alien. Like the movie Alien. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, the last act is it's very it's more reminiscent of Alien than it is the thing to me. And Kate becomes almost like an Ellen Ripley kind of character. Sure. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um so that's that's essentially it. Well the biggest thing I think if you're watching this movie, the remake, you know, the first thing is is that Pre, please pre-make. I know. <laughs> if you're watching this pre-make, um, you know, no John Carpenter, no Kurt Russell. So it can't. It, just like the thing like earlier from Dust Till Dawn is, you know, it's its own encompassed thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's hard to pre-make this because in my mind, it's always John Carpenter. It's always practical effects, which we'll get to, and it's Kurt Russell. You know, well, what one I mean? thing about the original too is the original. Like, even though Kurt Russell is obviously like the star of the movie, yeah, the it was it was almost like an ensemble cast. It sure was, though. Yeah, like each character had somewhat 
regular screen time. Right. Whereas in this one, it's Kate and... Uh, and just the Norwegians. The, the, the other American <laughs> helicopter pilot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, God, what was his name? See, if you can't remember, that's not good. Uh, it's just Car- mainly Carter. They, they, were, they were basically the central characters. Yeah. Everyone else was just kind of filler. Yeah. Because at the very ending, with no spoiler to the original, but it's like two get two characters at the end, you know, kind of talking, it, and that's they're almost equal footing, like you said, yeah, as importance of who they are, right? Um, but Cursor also just stands out so much, you know. So I mean, yeah. I don't so know. What are you thinking? yeah, so I mean, that's, that's that's the premise. I mean, there's not really much else to say about it. Um. So, so I, I got a, I got a question for you, Tony. Dr. Halverson, right? Mm-hmm. He reminded me of a combination of two different actors, and I want to see if you can pick out who they are. Which one is he again? He was the, like, the main scientist guy. Oh, the, the, the one that, that brought... Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Oh, geez, I don't know. Mm. I don't... I don't know. Stephen Root and Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, I can see. I don't think I got that. <laughs> he sounded like Liam Neeson. I think. Yeah, was, there was a, there was a Liam Neeson in him. In <laughs> and I think just like the bottom half of his face looked like Stephen Root. <laughs> That's very specific. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so uh, I pointed that out to my girlfriend. And she was like, "Yes, totally." So, <laughs> so this movie, uh, you know, it's supposed to be based on this Norwegian team. But they brought in these Americans, and I think they really had to do that to keep an American te- American audience interested. Well, then, like we were saying, like the Americans became the focal point of the whole movie. Yeah, like, it really wasn't about the Norwegians at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why when, if they if he's Norwegian, why didn't he make a Norwegian main character? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, well, I mean, I mean, it's not, it's not exactly a spoiler, but like. One of the final characters that you know that's left alive is Norwegian. So there's last that. Norwegian standing. Can we mention? Can I mention the ending? Uh, because you mentioned this. Is, pause for edit point in, in case we have to edit this. But you mentioned the be, the whole idea of this movie was because they were chasing that dog. Yeah. Can I say anything about that? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that's how the movie ends. That's how the movie ends. Yeah, I think that's the brilliant part of it. Yeah, it's, it's he, totally a seamless transition. Yeah, it's honestly like, oh, though, look. the way they did it though is like there was a final scene. It seemed like a final scene, and then they started rolling the credits. It's like, okay, so where's the gap? And then after the credits had started, they're interspersing scenes. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah. Like, they, like they'd show like a credit card, and then not credit, <laughs> a, a credit frame. Yeah, and then they'd go back to a part of the scene back at the camp. Yeah. And they do that, and that went on for what ten minutes. Yeah. So I like that part actually. I was like, when as soon as I saw that dog, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool. That's it. And my girlfriend was like, that's a weird way to end it. And I was like, it's don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. I was like, that's the way the original started, so it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you don't know the original, then I can see why that would seem like an odd way to end the movie. But yeah. But yeah, um, it definitely creates a seamless transition. Right. But yeah, like I was saying, and like you mentioned, um, in this movie, because it was obviously an American movie, they had to have American characters because not only would it 
it's like you'd either have to have a bunch of guys speaking to each other in Norwegian and you'd be a subtitle movie or you'd have um, a bunch like guys speaking in a Norwegian accent in English to each other which is just unrealistic yeah yeah um <clears throat> so yeah I thought it was definitely important for them to have an American American characters just so they could keep an American audience interested because I mean you know Americans they typically have the attention span of like five seconds so unless they have something what are, you talking about? What are we talking about <laughs> <laughs> unless you have something that relates to you you lose interest so um and Vaughn from Community was in it. Vaughn. What? Who's that? The, uh, he played Adam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, God, what's his name? Um, it's, Eric Christian Olsen. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Which sounds very, that's a, like a Scandinavian name. Oh, no, no doubt. He's fucking blonde hair, blue eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so... Let's see. What other points do I have? Practical effects we could do. I know we want to talk about that. Oh, you mean the lack of? Yeah. <laughs> sure, let's get Was into there that. any? I'm sure there were some to I, a certain I was extent. reading like reviews and stuff last night and they were saying, you know, that all the practical effects that they did use were, were this and then they used CGI on top of it and I was like, I don't know where that was because And if you put enough CGI on top of it, then you don't even see it. Well yeah. It's like, I, I, I know CGI has come a long way in the past few years, but there are still parts of this movie that look very sci-fi channel. Sure. Um, all in all, though, I think, as far as CGI goes, I thought it was pretty good. Um, there so, were times where it stood out. Like you said, like like a sci-fi movie where it just looked like a computer image put onto a film frame. Yeah. But I think for the most part, a lot of it was fairly convincing as far as CGI goes. Um, I think where they went off the rails is that, you know, the original, uh, if you don't know the original, you should watch it, but the original had such a weird, again, and brilliant uh, special effects of the way that the thing looked. You know, like this weird miniature arm tentacle thingy and then a head is on top of it. And so I think when they did the CG in this one, they wanted to go as far out as they could and that made it look worse almost. Like that one time the girl attacks the other girl, like I think one of the first ones that, you know, becomes a person. Uh, and she like has like over the top stuff coming out of her. Oh, like a million teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I just, and it felt, it just felt a little too much in CG ish. Yeah. Right then, you know? I feel like if they would have kept it a little simpler, you know, it could have been like some, a good example is uh, remember Freddy and uh, Nightmare when he has the long arms? Mm hmm. That's practical, right? But that's simple. And now you could do that same Freddy long arms in CG, but it, it would be awesome. It could, you could pull that off and it could still be creepy. But you know what I mean? It's not over the top. Like, and I'll also because I have CG, I can, I'll put like a, you know, 15 teeth. Right. And, you know, and I just feel like it was a little over the top when it came to that. Yeah. And CG faces are still just not oh, yeah. good. Yeah. It's an uncanny valley <laughs> kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's just like that you just can't get. They just cannot get the texturing right, like uh, in faces. Yeah, yeah, and and the movements. It's just it's not like right. It always looks like a video game. Yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say. It's really interesting. We're in this really weird time period with technology, where being a big video gamer, watching uh, the graphics get better and better and more realistic, you get to that place called the Uncanny Valley where it looks real, but then they do something or the eye 
doesn't do something right and you go, oh, wait, that's mm-hmm. not real. Yeah. So it's, it's trying to get past the, the uncanny valley is basically a huge valley in a, if you have a graph and it, it drops off because you've got to get to the other side of that where you really do think it's a real person. Right. And there's yeah. this huge gap in between. And that gap can be filled in by lots of different little things like that. Like, oh, just that one little piece doesn't make sense. Yeah. Now I don't believe it. And uh, Gravity had that same thing where every once in a while, most of the time, you're like, oh, that movie, oh, yeah, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney, they're in space. But then they turn around and, you know, be the CG fit version of them. And you're like, oh, but yeah, it's not that. <laughs> so I think, um, I think that be, happening in video games, it's also they're meeting together with movies. So movies are using the same type of technology. Yeah. And it's just not there yet. You know, I'm, I, I almost feel like, and especially with all these not next-gen video games, like mm-hmm. uh, like PS4 and um, Xbox awesome. One, mm-hmm. um, just the graphics that go into those, I would almost venture to say that graphics in video games have gone above CGI in, in movies, even the big budget ones. Yeah, and they're influencing it. You know what I mean? Like, almost similar to how video games influence sports. Like, if you watch sports now, it's like a million overlays and all these different stats and graphics and stuff. And I, I think Madden and a lot of video games push that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like even like images on the field now, right? But I think that they're always been the one pushing for lifelike graphics. Yeah. I and mean, that was like. Back in the 80s, that was like their big thing. Like, Super Nintendo, lifelike, you know, <laughs> fields of grass, leaves of bl- blades of grass. So I think that they're the ones pushing it. So then, yeah, movies are kind of taking from their, you know, fruits of their labor. Sure. But it's still not there because we noticed it. It's just, it's the transition from real to not real. Yeah. That, like, that's that's where the gap is. Because, like, if you, if you just watched a movie that's all CGI and they have CGI faces, you can be like, wow, that's so realistic. Oh, I guess so, yeah. But then when you see, you know, a CGI face and then you see the real face right, right next to it, that's when it, the, the reality gets lost. That's yeah. the Uncanny Valley. That's the... Right. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like I was actually last night, I was just watching uh, Man of Steel and... Which I don't... I think is an okay movie. People got to calm down with it. I love it. People hate on awesome. that movie. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so there's, you know, Superman flying around Metropolis, you know, these super speeds, and he stops, and, like, the camera's kind of catching up with him, and he's obviously CG floating in midair, but as soon as it pans around from behind him and comes around to his front, you can see the transition from CG to, to real, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, yeah. it was very, yeah. very good CG, yeah. but you could see it happen. Yeah. Um, There's got to be an edit point at some point, you know, you can't... Yeah. Yeah. Um... Anyway. Christopher Reeve didn't have any of that shit. <laughs> All he had was wires and a chair. Wires. <clears throat> Lightly, like, lower him down to Lois Lane. He had a bar stool, goddammit. Um, anyway. So, now that we've gotten thoroughly off topic. Sorry, I do that sometimes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Like, there was definitely something missing as far as... Especially compared to the original. Where the original was all practical effects. And there was lots of it. Right. And inventive ones, too. Really weird. Cool yeah, they, that, those practical effects still hold up today, I think. Yeah. Um, my, rant, thing, re, my rant real quick about practical effects is that I think, and I'm speaking for actors, and I don't know this for uh, a fact, but I would feel like if you're in a movie and there's that practical effect from the thing around, like the one with the head on it, <laughs> the hand, you know, yeah. I'd be freaked the fuck out and be able to act. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 
And if you're all of these movies, like we talked about in the beginning, with these people just walking around with the turtle shell and the white dots on them, you can't be. How are you going to act? You know, yeah, you've got to. You're going to feel it. extra hokey. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like oh, really, and that you see John Carpenter's fucking crazy fucking contraption, you're going to be scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like that's another part that's never talked about. Like the actors in the thing could be really more freaked out. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, like, you know, especially when something is completely superimposed, like if they're, like it's an actor on a green screen. Yeah. They're talking, like they're acting to a tennis ball, like like um, the Hulk yeah. in, in the Avengers. It was a Hulk head on a pole. So they not laugh the whole time, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and uh, so, have you, have you seen <clears throat> that real quick? I'll, I'll, I'll leave finish. The there's a YouTube video with um, what's that? Uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio movie, the gangster movie. Oh, what's eating Gilbert Grape? No, <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's why his best work. But no, Gang, um, Gangs of New York. No, no, no. It's the uh, modern one. Um, he's a rich billionaire. Gatsby. He's in a match. Yeah, Gatsby. There's a YouTube video Gatsby. Uh, regular being filmed uh, in the, I mean, the regular scene and then the, re- the green screen version just watch that and you'll be like how are they even it's not even it's not even it's, it's all CG every, I mean everything you can think like a desk like a table like everything in that mansion was like not even there mm-hmm. it's crazy I don't know how you act <clears throat> to that well, that's Sorry. Boz Lerman for you um, something that I couldn't decide how like if it really bothered me or maybe if I was just a little bothered by it or but the fact that it basically showed what the the thing's original form looked like that's something you never saw in when the it was in the ice yeah. Oh, yeah or even when uh, it looked like a bug it did it, it looked you know like it looked like a bug from Starship Troopers yeah mm-hmm. or Men in Black sure um so I don't know. How did you feel about that? It didn't really register with me. I didn't even think about it. Oh, really? Yeah, because, I mean, it's like you you never see its true form in the original. Yeah, it's more mysterious that way. Yeah. And, like, that, that, that's actually what I have in my notes here. Is it kind of ruins the mystery because you don't know what it looks like. You don't know what, what this thing looked like when it first took shape, you know? Right. Um, you know, as soon, as soon as you're introduced to it in the movie, it's... It's a dog. Yeah, it's people. It's yeah around you. Um, and so, yeah, it just leaves this kind of sense of mystery. It's like, what does this thing actually look like? Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know how much that actually bothered me. I did, like I said, it, it did seem to take a little bit of the mystery out of it. I think, but um, one thing that did that this did show is. Uh, like how it replicates it was just something they didn't show in the original oh yeah I guess it didn't that's more mystery again yeah I don't think that bothered me quite as much just because I I would say I was always curious but it's like that's something that's like yeah how does it replicate itself mm-hmm. although the basically what it does and I don't think this is much of a spoiler necessary, necessarily but what it does is it releases its own cells into an organism and it, the, its cells basically attack and consume an organism cells but then replicates itself into that cell or you know take, yeah takes that takes that original cells shape mm-hmm. and so that's how it 
replicates people and animals and, and things. Um, Science. <laughs> but, you know, when they explain it that way, it almost makes me wonder, it's like, why can't it clone itself? I mean, why why is there only just one? Mm. Why isn't this yeah. a good point? Mm-hmm. I mean... I wonder if it could, like, assimilate, like, any living thing. Like, could, could it be, like, a tree? Yeah. That's a good question. Although there were no trees around, so... That's, that's true. It is Antarctica. And it was uh, winter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, it would... There were different points in the movie where it was kind of like a like a dead husk, like the like the original form of the alien. Yeah, was dead. It was burned. Uh, they found out pretty quickly that they had to burn it to stop it. Um, and they, but like they were still searching for who, uh, who like whose form it had taken. Since then, mm-hmm. so it's like, why, why couldn't it clone itself? Why is there only just one, or or were they constantly looking for more than one? Well, see, that's why the first movie didn't deal with it. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we don't want them to ask that question. <laughs> we won't show them. Yeah, I, mean, I think I feel like with the way they approached this, it really opened up kind of a barrel of monkeys. It's just like there's so many. Extra things that you have yeah, to think created about. Created more questions than unanswered. Yeah, which is always something that I think. Uh, well, probably more a writer than a director, but I think that's something a writer might be always concerned about and thinking about is just trying to make sure that it's not, like you said, creating more questions than answers. Yeah. Um. And the test in this one was fucking stupid. I forgot what. What is it again? Where they have to see if they have fillings, right? Oh, because yeah. because it can't replicate inorganic material. Yeah. So if it absorbs a person, it doesn't get their fillings. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, it, we're talking about teeth. Oh man, sorry, <laughs> I have teeth problems right now. <laughs> um, Sidestepping that. <laughs> yeah, they can't replicate the filling because it's not part of the. Organisms, not right? So it would spit it out. Like that's how. That's actually kind of how they discovered what was going on. Is um, Kate was in the bathroom or wherever and found these bloody fillings on the floor, and just kind of through process of elimination determined that it can't replicate um, inorganic material. And also, the first person that it that the the alien consumed had a titanium plate in, a, in his arm that while they had seen its half con, his half consumed body the plate was outside the plate was outside the skin and they had mentioned well this before they had figured out what was going on obviously they said well this this flesh almost looks like it's new like it's still developing um, so mm. what was stupid about the whole filling thing was like she's looking at everybody's mouth the guy even says, you know, I'm going to be killed because I floss. Yeah. But it seems to me like if they couldn't replicate the fillings, wouldn't there be giant holes in their teeth where the fillings used to be? It's true. It's true. Well, I mean, you could say, well, no, it's just returning the body to its original form. But then again, it's like, how does it have the same hairstyle? You yeah, know? it's a grown man. Yeah. 
same facial hair shit. It's a, a, a suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is, I think at this point again, yeah, it's like creating more questions than answers. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is, yeah, it's two sides because, like, sometimes it's cool to explain all of it, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's like they for everything that they explained from the original, it created two more questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, like, it was similar to the original in that it had. They they basically discovered like an elimination test of, of sorts. Right. At one point they say you know that so and so was working on a test and I was like oh it's gonna be the same fucking blood test. Yeah. Um. Well, actually, what they were what what their original plan was is they were going to expose people's blood to the alien cells, and so theoretically, if the person already has the alien, it's not going to react to it. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. I know when they said it was a blood test, I, I just expected it to be the same thing as the original. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, you know, when they when they first... They, they discovered the alien, you know, several meters away from its um, ship. But when they're discussing it, it says, like, when it crash-landed, that it sunk... Something like, was it like 200 meters underneath the ice? Something like that. <clears throat> and then found it several meters away from it. Um, and, you know, he says, uh, well, why would it leave the, I, th- I think he says something like the cozy comfiness of his ship. Like, how do they know it's a ship? <laughs> like, have you ever seen an alien before? I mean. <laughs> from what I know about TV and the movies. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's essentially what the, what I think they'd have to be Figuring, it's like okay. Well, I've seen Star Trek. That's yeah. a ship. <laughs> um, I just thought that was a little odd because you know, like, like we've discussed in, in in previous shows, it's like when people in zombie movies, people never call them zombies and they don't know what they are because they've never seen zombies before, or um, vampires, or you know, any kind of monster. It's like, well. We as viewers know what those monsters are, but apparently these people don't because they live in a world where those things don't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, or scary, scary movies like falling into those typical scary movie. Oh yeah, tropes. don't do like, it. That yeah, like world of fiction doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah, exactly. So, so they never. So that's interesting. So in a horror movie, they've never seen a horror movie. It's basically, yeah. except for Scream, but that, yeah, it's like, they're like slide. It's like sliders, like they're parallel realities, yeah. <laughs> and then horror movies don't exist in them. That's um, an explanation. A weird one. But. Yeah, that's why Scream was actually so creative, right? Yeah. When it first came out, it's because it actually explored those tropes and like people committing to them. These are the kind of horror movies that I'm liking. You know, what I mean, I like the weirder stuff, I like the the, the creepy stuff, the Tucker versus uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, or whatever. I like the stuff that. You know, puts a spin on it, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And I like the creepy, creepy stuff like Shining. Or I actually call Mulholland Drive a horror movie in a way. Really? Cause it's, yeah, because it's like, it's dark, twisted, even Lost Highway probably more, because there's like murder in it and stuff like that. But um, it's just like Lost Highway, there's a scene where uh, Patricia Arquette is sleeping with Bill Pullman, and he like, you guys don't know that movie? I don't. Okay. I haven't seen it. Anyways, there's a creepy, dark scene where the guy... This is so cool. David Lynch really uh, um, deals with dreams a lot. 
and how they can kind of come into the movies. He kind of puts them into the movies. But he's in bed with this girl, and the, and the woman, his wife, is kind of like giving the cold shoulder, like, you know, I don't want to fuck you, I don't want to hook up with you, I don't want to, I don't love you. Kind of really bad scene. So he, he reaches over and he kind of looks at her, and he can't see her full face. It's just kind of hidden in shadow. That's creepy as fuck, y'all. You know what I mean? Like, see, like your own wife, you know, you can't see part of her face. It's a metaphor where, like, he doesn't know who she is anymore. But then he turns her, she turns around, and at one point, she's monster face. <laughs> then one goes back, and all of a sudden, she's normal again. But it's like his representation of how he sees her. Not to get too meta and, and weird on you, but that's the kind of shit that really freaks me out and that I am drawn to. Like, the, the different take of, of the real world, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know how I got on that. <laughs> the thing. I would say that, yeah, I like the original better. That's like my short review. Well, yeah, I, if, if anyone likes this version better, then they should stop watching movies because they're doing it wrong. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's a good blanket. Just stop. Okay, so, I mean, this was kind of a short review, maybe. Does anybody else have anything else to say? Oh, on this? Yeah. Um, practical effects are better on the first. Kurt Russell's in the first. John Carpenter's in the first. This one has Ramona Flowers, which is points, but I definitely uh, don't care to watch movies like this. Remakes, yeah. pre-makes, whatever you want to call them. Sometimes there's a good remake. But so, oh yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying it to all of them. But, but this type of one, it doesn't. It didn't do enough new. I liked the first act where it was like a prequel. That's true because because yeah. we know right. We know the lore. You're right. Yeah, and the beginning. Like, it it I felt liked. like it was going to set up. You know, like it was going to answer some things, but then mm-hmm. it, it it just turned into a remake, basically. It right. Was just, That's yeah. a perfect. Let's, point. let's make let's do the same thing with different characters. That's a. Well, perfect it's like point. I said. I mean, like, how many different ways can you cover the same story? I mean, but but that's the thing that that's the it, what if this is is a big miss, right? Because we both said we all all of us three said we like the ending being the beginning, right? Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. And so then you have this guy who wants to tell the story of these other guys around the same time. I love that. But then, yeah, then you turn into a remake, a yeah. pre-make, and then, then what are you then? I thought you were supposed to be this thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, it, it really felt like it was kind of lost within itself, where it didn't, it didn't, it wanted to be a prequel, but it, it also wanted to be the same movie. You know when I knew those lines were getting just a little too blurred, is when they started making the differentiation, or the difference between uh, a, a remake and a reboot. Oh, Yeah. That's when I knew things were getting a little too confusing. Yeah. Although Star Trek is a good reboot. Agree. Have you seen those? Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say that uh, this sounds like Stitches. And the fact that like it doesn't know what it's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> kind of has the three acts that all kind of don't really complement each other. That's kind of true. They do it. Yeah. Wow, look at that. <laughs> Did you even plan that? We found a tie-in. Hey. So are we ready for numbers? I'm ready for numbers. I think so. All right, Carlos, you get to go first again. You know what's weird? The movies are similar in that uh, the acts and not knowing what they are. And I'm giving the same score. Five? Yeah. All right. I think it makes sense. I might even go, wait, I might go four. No, I'm going four. Four? Yeah. I, it's, it's, I have found more entertainment out of the stitches. You can do halves if you want. 4.5? No, it's four. Four? Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's things that are, again, all the, the only point, the, it gets the four points for what it could be. And that they were back in this universe and interesting things. And some of the CG was kind of cool. Uh, not all of it was bad. But it, it still wasn't what it could be. Yeah, like I said, I, I liked the first act. 
Um, and I, I had high hopes and then it just turned into the, just the same movie. Um, and then I liked that they had the end that was the beginning of the original. So it was the seamless transition. Mm, I love that. Um, so yeah, I'm actually, I'm going to, I'm going to match in. I'm going to go four as well. Yeah. I, um, I didn't have high hopes for this. I thought it was going to be awful. I, well, like going into it, I had very low expectations yeah. when it's like the, the, the first third or so of the movie I was like oh this might be better than I thought mm-hmm. and then it proved me right all along <laughs> um, yeah and see like people like tore this movie apart people hated it and you know to, for some people yeah rightfully so but um, I really didn't think it was as bad as everybody was saying that it was um, not to say that I thought it was good yeah. Um, but uh, big points taken away for just the overuse of CGI and absolutely just minimal, if at all, use of practical effects. And um, just f- essentially creating the same story. I mean, this is unnecessary. It's absolutely unnecessary. And you can, unless you can c- create a completely standalone story to where you didn't even need the original movie to make, have it make sense, mm-hmm. then it was pointless. And that's essentially what it turned out to be. It was just, it was a recreation of the original story. So that being said, the fact that I didn't think it was necessarily an awful movie, but I also wasn't all that impressed with it based on my new scoring scale, I'm going to put it just below kind of the midway mark and match you guys say four. Look at that. Right. Fours across the board. Fours. And I think that's I think that's a good score for that movie. I really do. Yeah. Um, and it is unfortunate though because like you like we all say what it could have been it could have been better than that. Yeah. Because it sure. is that separate story. Yeah. And that was just it was so disappointing that they had so much potential. Actually no, you know what? No. I just oh. I, I'm taking that back. They didn't have a lot of potential. Because <laughs> as I was saying throughout the review, how, how many different ways can they tell this? You right. find an alien, a shape-shifting alien, and then the shit goes, shits the fan. I mean, what, how many different ways are they going to tell that? Well, I mean, if you're going to put your movie up against a fucking amazing movie like John Carpenter's sure. The Thing, you're immediately setting a very high bar for yourself. Yeah. Like, Although, you know what's weird? I was looking up John Carpenter the other night. And I think he's the one who did his own remake. Did he do... Because he did The Fog. Uh, and I think... I was looking at his timeline, and it said, like, The Fog at, like, like 2000s or something, when they rebooted rebooted that or redid that. Did he do that again? Did I don't he? know. I don't We should look at He might up. have been an EP or something. Yeah, it's time. probably that. Anyways, um, yeah, I think that they could have been, like, a different alien in a different part of Antarctica. <laughs> Maybe. I but, very I much know. doubt it. But no, no, I mean, like, definitely not, because they continued it at the same place the first one. It yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay. So, yeah. Wasn't awful, but wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty much the consensus. Yeah. Everybody happy! Okay, well, I think that about does it for the reviews. Another one down. Carlos, another one down. Us. Is that the ending? Yes. Another one down. <laughs> we never really like plan these endings out. We just kind of go That's with the flow. Yeah. Hey, thanks uh, for having me. This has been really fun. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for coming. I'm actually right, more guys. pumped on horror now. 
Good. Just because of like talking about it. You Good. Know? That's yeah. that was the intent. I think we Not have that effect on stitches, people. But <laughs> what was that? I think we have that effect on people. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, um, so do you want to throw out any plugs? Before oh we go? yeah. Uh, if anyone's uh, still listening to the ending, because <laughs> I know <laughs> podcasts are long. Um, thank you. First. And then secondly, uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter is the easiest, at Onawa, O-N-A-W-A. My name, CarlSrodella.com, with one L, so R-O-D-E-L-A.com. And then, I mean, I could do this for a while, but I just launched a new site called AllOfYourStuff.com, uh, and it's kind of like a repository of all these cool podcasts I like. You're on there. Hey. Yeah. Put you guys on there. And it's podcasts, it's web shows that I like, and it's just cool sh- uh, shit that I find on the internet. So AllOfYourStuff.com, check that out. And also, Video Game Break. Uh, .net. It's probably the easiest place to find that show, and we're doing a podcast. Yeah, right on. And we're going to be on the iTunes, hopefully, next week. Cool. So check that out. Yep. Uh, check us out at graveplotpodcast.com, uh, on Twitter at grave underscore plot, and Facebook at graveplotpodcast. And we will see you next time. Yes, we will. Um, oh, uh, one more thing. Uh, let's see. You know, this is actually going to premiere on the deadline. As we mentioned a couple episodes back where we, we talked to Rob, the deadline to get your submissions in for the Crypticon uh, makeup competition is today, April 2nd. So, if you um, haven't done it, fucking do it right now. Yeah, if I mean, if you've been stalling, if you've got all your pictures and shit together, like get it emailed to Rob now because uh, today is your last day. Um, yeah, and beyond that. You can that, find his info at CryptoConSeattle.com. Correct. Uh, and if you need to email him directly, it's Rob at CryptoConSeattle.com. There you go. So, uh, aside from that, I think that's going to do it. So, Indeed. Uh, I have an ending I came up with. Go for it. Hey. Whoa, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> that's all Thank you, Carlos. Bye, guys. Take it easy, guys. See you in a couple weeks.
out. I 